great scott i'm sketch and i'm shades and this is geeking Geeking out out with shades and sketch welcome back long time listeners see how i lingered on the back i i did yeah yeah how's it going shades it's going well sketch how are you oh i'm feeling great guys every time you join us you join us in our goco in a different corner of the geeking out multiverse traversing time and space and reality and realities shades where are we set up this week oh iconic really uh yes i'm glad you asked we are here at uh city square in front of the old clock tower hill valley 1985 the sun is shining the businesses are shuttered all around there's a sense of it is heavy heavy, man um yeah it's the american dream baby it is it's it is the great american age of 1985 hill valley california and so if we're um if we're set up by the clock tower in hill valley california in 1985 we should say the non-functional clock tower yeah it hasn't been functioning since uh for about 30 years yeah now. that's uh lightning strike back in 1955 yeah. yeah yeah um save the clock tower shades or not or not, or not. but uh i I'm, I'm i'm a sucker for a good clock tower sure i've always said that yeah I've always said that. Check back the episodes. Yep. But guys, if we're trying to save the clock tower, that must mean we're talking about Back to the Future. The whole the whole, the whole trilogy. Thing, the whole trilogy. Um a, a long-time listener request and a long-time uh desire to yes. do for the podcast cuz I mean, do you get more classic? Do you get I... more geeking out? I don't think that you do, Sketch. I don't think so. Uh, Sketch, uh, if we're talking Back to the Future, do we have a theme song? Oh, we've got a theme song this week. Perfect. And I do mean perfect. I mean, it gives me tingles. It's a great theme song. Alan, uh, theme Alan song. Silvestri hit it out of the park on that one. Did I get that right, right sketch? The, is that Alan Silvestri? Okay. It is Alan, Mr. Alan Silvestri, longtime listener, friend of the pod. <laughs> uh, with a classic score to a classic movie. Uh, so, yeah, guys, so we are talking uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. And um, may even pepper in some uh, Back to the Future animated series nuggets. We'll get there. <laughs> Did I watch some? Yes. Were you we'll sadly get disappointed? We'll get there. Yikes! But uh, let's talk. Let's let's start as we as we normally do with our own personal history of uh, the, the Back to the Future franchise. So. 
Shades, I, I once again believe yours will be more robust than mine. Uh, I don't I don't know that it will sketch. Um okay. these I, I'll start by saying I don't own these movies. Mm-hmm. Um I they they hold a fun place in my childhood. Oh yeah. Uh, did not see the first two in theaters. Uh so I I the first Back to the Future that I saw was part three. Ooh, how timey wimey. Theaters. Yep. Yeah, very timey wimey. Uh didn't make any sense to me. I remember being very confused and like sitting in the theater with my childhood friend and their family and my family and like someone leaning over and like keep like, oh, this this happened in the first two movies. I'm like, what? There are three of these? I didn't know. Um, so this I, wasn't a Graham movie. This was not a movie that I saw with uh, Graham. No, interesting. Most um, of our movies are Graham movies. They are. They are. Yeah. Uh, she was a great. She was a great film buddy. But yeah. no, this was not a Graham movie. I think I only ever saw, with the exception of Part Three. I think I've only ever seen these on television, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we might have watched them in college. It was a hazy time back then. But Potential. I remember. I, and t- until I had watched them on Netflix when they first came to Netflix, I had never seen the very beginning of Back to the Future, the f- part oh, the one, first one. Mm-hmm. where Marty like walks through Doc's garage yeah. and like his Rube Goldberg machine to feed mm-hmm. Einstein and the giant amplifier. Oh yeah, I had never seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember being, oh, this is a, a strange introduction to the movie. Mm-hmm more mm-hmm. on that and when we get into the history but uh y- yeah uh obviously captivated by the delorean gullwing doors i mean if you like cars and you're a kid uh it's kind of hard to not be enamored with with the delorean you had me at gullwing yeah seriously um interestingly enough i think the car looks cooler as the time machine oh yeah than with than not oh, yeah. the time machine oh yeah the, the 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 time machine version of the DeLorean is is far more um, ingrained into yeah. our 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 like collective the, cultural psyche. The than, car looks the actual bananas DeLorean. without like the the time. Oh yeah, boosters. the big vents on the yeah, back. Yeah, the big vents yeah. on the back. The car looks mm-hmm. bizarre without it when you see yeah. an actual DeLorean. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think I've only ever seen them on television through my through my childhood, and uh, I remember watching the animated series, not liking it as a kid, not really liking it as an adult. Um, we'll check back with Shades as a senior citizen yeah. to see if his opinion <laughs> changes. Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, this is feeling really disjointed sketch. I'm going to stop talking, but uh, it was not like a Ghostbusters or a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones for me, but I enjoy watching the the movies. Yeah. Um, it feels like a movie that was tailor made for me, but yeah, somehow, yeah, I'm, I said a movie in the 80s. I'm all in um, cars, the main cars. Character. The, exactly. Yeah. Guitar. Uh, guitar. It's. It, but something about it just never clicked. I think it was mm-hmm. like Marty's life just seems too perfect to be believable. Sure. After the fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At, like yeah. all of there's there's no way that all of these things should have a happened to him 
worked out the way they do or like finally him even survive yeah half the things yeah. that happened so it was it was always i don't know it just never clicked with me even though maybe it should have people have told me that i've like modeled my life after marty mcfly i don't see it but oh yeah no i wouldn't say that but uh, uh lucas wallencheck okay sure. sure yeah definitely um hold on i gotta go feed my talking dolphin um yeah and i mean you have the original talking dolphin i they did got that from you yep. yeah really. i was the original kid talking with a talking owner. dolphin yeah everybody knows um, that guys you can check out our what was that like episode four sequest oh, i think so four or five for more for more information on that i'm gonna stop talking about back to the future now because i don't feel like i'm making sense sketch what's your history with back to i the think future? you're making sense okay so um this is a movie that um, it it does stand out very clearly in in my youth. I never saw any of the three of them in theaters, but my um, my dad really likes Back to the Future, hmm. which is it's like it's kind of out that of his wheelhouse. Surprise. That doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, no, it, and it and it makes sense. But like all I ever used to watch with my dad is comedies. Like mm. just growing up, like Leslie Nielsen's and Mel Brooks. Like I mean, it, everything was comedies, and this was like. Listen, there's funny aspects to this movie, but I wouldn't I wouldn't name it a comedy. It's an action adventure, sci-fi, it's sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi action adventure. And um, but he just he just really like he always likes time travel. He likes that as a oh, as a, a nice a, trope. Yeah, a good trope. So so this one really um, he really liked it. So I have memories of watching them with him. I also don't own them, but I just it's just because I borrow them from him he's got the dvds so that's that's what i did for this <laughs> for this episode i think after watching the trilogy once again with fresh eyes i think the one i have seen the most is three i agree i, I think i bump into three more than any others i agree um after that is is one and then after rewatching part two i i feel like i only ever saw it the one time um yeah. and then this time was was my second time Really? Yeah. Only yeah. seen it twice. I, I think so. Or it didn't leave much of an impression on me. I don't know. We'll unpack it, but um see that's I interesting. Have, yeah, I have the, the strongest memories of, of one and three, like without a doubt. Interesting. I had the strongest memories of part two. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I found on my rewatch of these that much of what I remembered from part two was just the the flying DeLorean. Oh yeah. And um, that is such a small component of the movie. Yeah. Let me ask you this sketch. Um, when you were, when you were a kid. Yeah. What was your favorite installment? Oh, when I was a kid. Um, and, and the first time I saw this was probably like late elementary school. So yeah. we're going to talk, we're going to like talk like tw- post 12. I would probably say, Say three was my favorite installment. Interesting. Okay. Um, and how about as an adult? That's a good question. You would have thought I'd be prepared for that one. That 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 seems like an obvious question or to I, ask. Or as a as a Faulknerian idiot man child that we are. Oh, okay. That I can answer. Sure. Um, I would say it's really a toss up between one and three. It's yeah. still not two. Um. I still love three, but one is just like so good at standing on its own and just being a gosh darn great movie. Right. Um, 
you know, the, the, the two big things that, that, I, that it has going against it for me is that uh, the first movie is set primarily entirely in my two least favorite eras. Right. The 50s and <laughs> the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> um, but I can I can I can look past. That's how good the movie is to me. Yeah. I can look past it um, to, to really enjoy the movie for what it is. I mean, I, I even I barely have any notes for one as I was writing it because right. I was just all in just watching it. And like my last note was like, God damn, that's a good movie. It is, you know. Um, but three really sticks the landing. It really does. It really, in a way that so many other trilogies do, do not, not. It really sticks the landing. So. So is yeah. two your least favorite? Oh, yes. That yeah. I don't even have to think about. Two when, is my least favorite. Yeah, I think when I was a kid and I had seen them part. I, well, I'll just say I did not like part three when I saw mm-hmm. it in theaters. I could not. I don't think I could wrap my brain around it because I was coming in on the third installment. I didn't oh, understand yeah. how they could be like, driving the DeLorean and like it was flying and then it was buried for 100 years and then yeah. uh, or uh, seven, 70 years yeah, 50, because that yeah. by then it was fifty five. So yeah, still, I I I could not wrap my brain around what was happening in that movie. I think. Uh, yeah, well, you were certainly at a disadvantage. Yeah, without seeing the uh, I will say, I think one is a fine movie, mm-hmm. and there are certainly things that I enjoy in one more so than in three. But I think it's really interesting because when I was a kid, part two was my favorite. Oh, interesting! And, and now part three is my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that you have modeled your life almost entirely after. Uh, I know it's after Biff, but the yeah. alternate nineteen eighty five. The nineteen eighty five Biff, yeah, 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 the casino owning gross man. Yeah, that's uh, that's thanks, I, I, check the episodes. I've always said that. Yes, always, um, always. Well documented fact. Um, I I am a, uh, a ruthless casino owner, uh, and. Uh, one of my casinos coming to a small town near you soon. We will destroy this clock, it. That's, that's, we decided to do this episode at the clock tower only because you've been measuring the clock tower for some reason yes, for about three you know, days with blueprints and a, man, and a, a yeah. maniacal laugh. Um, and I was like, growing you know, out my mustache so that I can twirl it. As long as we're here, let's just goddamn do the movies. Uh, yeah, what I say exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we will also be uh, casino slash toxic waste dump. Yeah, important to um, yes. diversify your. You're gonna diversify well, your business holdings. Yeah, ex- that's, that's what I guys, learned welcome, from welcome Back, back to the Future Part Two. Welcome back to diversifying your business holdings with Shay's sketch. Yeah, but I, I, Part Three is just like as a conclusion to a trilogy, as a standalone movie, as a. I I just think Three is like just it's wonderful. Brilliant. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Hmm. It's like such a great story. Yeah. For everybody, too. Yes. De- De- Back to the Future 1 is is definitely Marty's. <laughs> you know, that's that's Marty's story. But I don't three, know whose story part two is. It's not Marty's. It's not Doc's. It's almost Biff's. It, it Right. You know, it in a lot of ways, of it's Biff's story. Biff's story. Um, but three is so nice because it's really Marty and Doc. They each get there. Yep. their closure we'll get there you guys we'll we're there. gonna get there on that but uh yeah yeah i think we're both in agreement that just two is is our least favorite two is just a steaming like disappointment of a dumpster fire in my opinion 
You know what I will say? How's is, that for a hot take? That's a hot take right there. You know, you, you know what I will say? If if I were flipping around the old channels on the old 1985 television, right? Okay. You're, and you're clicking the dials. I'm clicking the dials. Click, click, click. Mm. And Back to the Future 1 is on one channel and Back to the Future 3 is on another channel. Ooh, that's I'm, tough. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping on 3. I think I am going to just watch 3 because I, yeah. I just think it's more, it's, I, I just enjoy it. And then it, it fills me with such satisfaction at the yeah. end. Maybe I have to land on three. I don't know if there's any other trilogy where I'd say, yeah, the third installment is my favorite. I uh, oh wait, Indiana Jones. Indiana maybe. Jones is yeah. a good. That's a good contender. But here's the problem with Indiana Jones. Okay. Just to segue for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Part three is actually part. Part part three is actually part three, but part two is actually chronologically part one. Okay, I messed up. Whatever one is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that's my favorite. I don't know what you're talking about. It's actually Ultimate not as bad word. of a movement, movie that I initially thought it was. But let's. No, go. I haven't seen but that. But Indiana one Jones happens out of sequence. I mean, part three is still the end of it, but it's like uh, Indiana Jones to me is kind of like a, a giant crescendo. Mm. You know what I mean? It starts out with Temple. It's it's kind of like bonkers, like and then Raiders, and then. And then uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. Kind of like just, uh, but most trilogies are kind of like a rising action in the middle. Interesting yeah. choice to make your middle installment chronologically take place before the other two. Yeah. Absolutely. If you and don't this, know what I'm talking about. In this trilogy, its middle installment takes place chronologically all over the goddamn All place. over the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> The past, the future, alternate realities. George is dead in that future, Sp- right? He is dead, dead. He, he, Marley if, was dead. Oh, oh, guys, spoiler alerts for Back to the Future, <laughs> Back to the Future trilogy. There we go. It's out of the way. Biff, um, Biff shot Biff shot him. Yes, right. And he and he confesses to the murder at the end and, of that sequence, like yes. at the end of that that timeline that sequence. Vignette, yeah, yeah. So uh, he is dead, dead. And to my knowledge, he's still dead when they come back because we never see George again. No, we do. In the final scene of three, when when Marty's going off to um, the lake with Jennifer, it's the whole fa- the, yeah, they show the whole family coming out of the house and it is mom and dad and and his brother and sister. And they're all back to their not original, right. but enhanced the ha- enhanced version. versions. So but he's when, back alive. When part two ends, mm-hmm. like we don't ever see the we dad never, in part two. We never see him again, but the um the newspaper changes that he has that oh, says like local author sh- found dead or whatever. It says like local okay, author so praised. Gotcha. So he's he's he, but it could be uh what do they call that? Post post uh, mortem um accolades, you know. <laughs> It, it doesn't say local alive author awarded. So <laughs> we might have found a loophole there. In memoriam. Yeah. Uh, so Shades, yeah. you have a history of. Oh my of, God. Sketch. Of, this was an undertaking. I have is it. Is it too much? It's, is it just it's too big. Much? Do you want to just go? I think the best thing would be for us to go take a break in between because it's 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 a lot. Okay. Let's take a break. Rather than do the history for all three together as we talk sure. about each movie, we'll break it up. Sure. Cool. Which one do you want to start with? I'll start with part one. 
Ooh, bold as, of you. as the trilogy does. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future was conceived by longtime collaborators Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis in 1980. They pitched their first draft to Frank Price, president of Columbia Pictures, in early 1981, who asked for a second draft. He was unimpressed. Ooh. Uh, cons- he considered the movie too tame next to the successes of movies like Animal House, Porky's, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, Price put the project into turnaround, allowing other studios to bid on it because he did not think it was, quote unquote, funny enough to compete. Hmm. And, uh, and by funny enough, I guess he meant over sexualized. Yeah, he means totally funny. inappropriate inter yeah. like and will never be shown on television again. I can remember like and we'll get, we're, we're going to get there because watching I have to say TV, about that. and they like showing like heavily censored version of Porky's on television. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I mean, vaguely, Vague, right? But like, vaguely. dare I say, we'll never see that happen again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean? <laughs> no, no, never. So that just tells you, you know, gives you an idea of of what the sen- the studio sensibility of the day was. Yeah. Yeah, for people who think that like these days were like out of hand, yeah, there's certainly aspects of it, but are you remembering back to like right, the, the 80s and early 90s <laughs> of what like ah, who gives a shit? Right. But just put it on TV, the kids are at school and you're at you're sick and like what? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh where am I here? Great. Uh they put the movie into turnaround so that other studios could bid on it. The script was rejected 40 times. Wow. Sometimes by the same studio multiple times. Wow. Disney made the distinction of noting that, quote, Marty having to fend off his mother's unwanted and inappropriate sexual advances was too risque for their brand, unquote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is a fair point to make, but we do have to clarify that his mother had no idea that she was his mother. I mean, that would have never crossed her mind. It's not like if you've never seen the movie and you just heard Shades read that from Disney, (laughs) you might have a very different idea in your head of what kind of movie this is. Uh, His mother from the past is making sexual advances on him. Yes, absolutely. The younger 1955 version of his mother. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wants to bone him. Yeah. It's it's there's no two ways around it. No. That's that's her that's her motivation. Yes. Okay. Uh enter Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis's mentor. Uh, who had now set up shop at Universal with his production amp- company Amblin Entertainment. He uh, brought the project to Universal under Amblin with he and Kathleen Kennedy and um, Frank Marshall uh, executive producing. But there was a problem. Oh, no. Frank Price, the former head of uh, Columbia Pictures, was now the head of Universal Studios. Oh, no. If I remember correctly, he was not a fan. He was not a fan of, of Back to the Future. It's You know, in doing the research for these things, Sketch... I'm always astounded how the same like five assholes keep yeah, like keep just popping up. They and like all the decisions. fuck up at one studio and they become the head of another studio only to make it even 
like more monumental fuck up. So they go yeah. and start their own studio. And then like 30 years later, they're accused by like literally every star and starlet uh, in Hollywood of inappropriate sexual advances. Is is this price one of those people? Uh, I mean, I don't know what happens to him after this yet, but I'm sure like in five episodes, we're going to do a movie and we're going to find out something else about price because like the, these they never go away. They just bounce yeah. from studio to studio to studio. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's and it's like failing upwards. It, yes. Yeah, they just is. keep <laughs> they, they, they just keep getting um promoted, for lack of a better word. I know they're going to a different studio, but they're. Their status keeps going up. Right. Who is letting go of people to better? Th- I don't know. I mean, every time, every time I hear someone make some kind of like liberal Hollywood, like sl- I'm just like, wait, what? This is like the like skeeziest, most like not progressive, not forward situation that you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, too much real world, too much real world. Uh, okay. However, So he's the new head of Universal, but the only thing that beats a studio executive is the biggest director in the world at this time. Steven Spielberg did not like Frank Price because he passed on E.T. Whoa. Can you like, can you imagine this guy has passed on Back to the Future and E.T. And has and and has failed upwards. Still the head of a studio. Yeah. Spielberg demanded that Price's role be limited. And so his underling, um, I didn't get his first name. Uh, let's say just like Steve Schulberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, Love Schulberg. Installed himself as the executive of the studio during mm-hmm. the production of Back to the Future so that um, Price's role would be minimal. That's classic Schulberg right there. Yeah, classic Schulberg. Well, but wait, he he makes his own kind of oh no issue. Um the Right, sorry. Michael J. Fox was the oh, yeah. first choice to play Marty McFly, but was unavailable during filming because he was on family ties. Yeah, I heard this. Other you you've heard the story? I've, or you've I've heard, heard that situation. That, I, I've heard that there were there were massive amounts of the movie filmed with a with a different actor. Oh yes, okay. So Michael J. Fox was the first choice, but unavailable. John Cusack, Johnny Depp, Ralph Macchio, uh, Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, Ben Stiller, Peter Deloise, Billy Zane, George Newbern, Robert Downey Jr. were all considered for the role mm-hmm. of Marty McFly, but Schulberg insisted that Eric Stoltz be the lead of the movie because he was impressed with his uh, performance in, uh, I think a movie called wild nights and used his uh, clout as head of the studio with the condition that if they did not like the dailies that were returned, the promise that if Stoltz didn't work out, they could reshoot the entire movie. Wow. Wow. Eric Stoltz went full method. He refused to break character between scenes and played the part with a serious deadpan demeanor. He and was non comedic. He did not have the, the manic energy that was asked for. And he feuded publicly with actors on set 
during filming and between scenes. Wow. Um, Let me just say this. If, if you're, if the majority of your role in a film is to fight off your mother's sexual advances, you don't want to go like straight laced. You need the comedy. Right. Yeah. 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 That's key. It is key. Um, So after reviewing uh, from day one, um, Zemeckis, felt that he was not right. And as they were reviewing uh, dailies, it was determined that Stoltz was not the right person for the job. And Stoltz showed up to filming one day only to be informed that he was no longer a part of the production. Uh, And there's a tough way to find out. uh, It was reported later by his makeup artist that Stoltz spent the rest of the day in his makeup trailer, mumbling to himself that he wasn't a comedic actor and he didn't understand why they had chosen him for the part in the first place. So that's what a weird position to play it. And Zemeckis to his part says that the situation was his fault because he never felt that Stoltz was right. And he should have, he should have fought more hardly. Zemeckis says, quote, it was the hardest thing he ever had to do because he could see that he had broken Eric Stoltz heart. Oh, that's sad. So they went back to their first choice, Michael J. Fox, and it's estimated that they had to shoot close to 40% of the movie over again. Wow. Which, if you look at the first movie, um, there are a lot of scenes where someone will be talking to Marty and it's an A-B shot. Mm-hmm. Mark, Michael J. Fox is almost never in the same shot as anyone he's talking to in the first half of the movie. Wow. If you really go back and look at it, it's always an A-B because um, they're actually talking to Stoltz and they've just removed Stoltz from the movie. There's actually one shot where it's the back of Stoltz and they've just ADR'd Michael J. Fox's lines over it. Wow. And that's how a lot of the movie is that Michael J. Fox ADR's Marty's lines from off screen in those in those situations, in those, situations. those AB shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that's where the beginning of back to the future comes in with. It's just Marty walking through Doc's Rube Goldberg esque house because they had to come up with a whole new beginning sequence of the movie because it was a um, the beginning of the movie was actually Doc and Marty's story. Gotcha. And so gotcha. they had to. reconfigure the whole thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. jeff goldblum john lithgow dudley moore ron silver uh actor activist ron silver robin williams john cleese mandy patinkin gene hackman james woods were all considered for the role of doc brown wow all those all those Many of them would make fine Doc Browns, but I can't I, imagine anyone I, other than Christopher yeah, Lloyd. I, and it's same with Marty. Yeah. As Michael J. Fox. I just I think both of them were perfectly cast and Absolutely. they're iconic at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it will. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it will be the bo- role that both of them are remembered for. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sketch is my favorite time of the history. Uh, how much do you think back to the future costs to make? Do I get any comparables? No, I don't get any. Uh, it's shot in 1985. Uh, no, no comparables for you. I'm sorry. Okay. I will say 
85 million dollars holy shit um this that's way over sketch i went with 85 because it was the last number you said 1985 (laughs) i will say 23 dollars or somewhere in between 23 23 dollars or 23 million dollars I was going with just dollars and then hoping it was somewhere in between my two guesses. <laughs> uh, sketch, it was. It seems shocking that this movie could have been made for $19 million. Whoa! Because, like, Beetlejuice was $11 million. Yeah. It seems impossible. How much do you think it grossed? Mm, now that one I'm going to go... Original run. Oh, original. Now, when you say that, it makes me hesitate and pump oh, the don't brakes hesitate. a little bit. Don't hesitate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I will go... One hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, million dollars. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot a couple zeros. Uh, great guess. Three hundred and eighty wow. million dollars. That I was a I was a that was two. Two hundred million dollars away. Yeah. Wow, in its original it's run. Original run. That's I shouldn't. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have hesitated. I shouldn't have hesitated you when you said have. that. I thought maybe it wasn't as big as. Okay. All right. Interesting. So a success. I think we could call it. I know Hollywood doesn't like to call things a success a unless they make like a success. Big amount of money, but the, uh, the original budget for the movie was fourteen million, and with the mm-hmm. research shoots, it cost nineteen. I can't. Um, I can't. My brain cannot rationalize how this movie was made for such little money well i'll tell you exactly how they they cut every corner they could with with doc brown's uh models they were never to scale they were always (laughs) hastily put together and that's i love that that keeps showing up through every movie as do i yes the forgive the the crudeness of the model yeah best i could do like in that. in part three, he had to, he had to also invent electricity. Yep. So that he could. Yeah, and he still apologizes. And he still apologizes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I now I when I scored these, I I scored them as a trilogy. I didn't. I score also them scored them as a trilogy. Okay. Do we want to? Um... I have individual scores. I don't, I wasn't able to find a combined score. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Back to the Future, part one. IMDb gives it an 8.5. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is a 96, fan score 94. Mm, 95% of Google reviewers love this movie. Right up there with Rotten Tomatoes this time. Yeah. Look at that. Part two gets a 7.8 from IMDb. Okay, that's fair. 66% critic score, 85% fan score. Mm-hmm, 94% mm-hmm. of Google reviewers love this movie. And part three. Yeah. 7.4 from ID, IMDb. Ooh, really? 80% fans, uh, critic score, 78%. I did that backwards. 80% critic score, 78% fan score, 95% of Google reviewers love that movie. It seems to me like Google reviewers did the trilogy they because aren't they all like 95 95 94 95 
yeah, they're they're it's such such a positive group that those Google Google yeah, people. Yeah, but there was something we did re- recently that was like sixty four percent of Google reviewers who were like, "Oh, Google reviewers, yeah. what happened?" Was I don't remember Wonder what Woman? it was. Was it Wonder Woman eighty four? No, it must have been older than that. Maybe it was eighty four. Um, all right. Well, what's your uh, what's your trilogy score for the Back to the Future franchise? Uh, oh, uh, I gave the entire trilogy a ninety. Hey, oh, good, strong score, strong score. Well, call me a Google reviewer because I gave it a 95. Hey, there you go. Are you writing those Google reviews? Guilty as charged. It's just (laughs) me in front of a computer. Whenever we're not recording, I'm doing things one movie at a time. Yep. (laughs) Askewing all the the results. (laughs) That's amazing. I love the thought of that. Um, do you want to, do you want to break up rants and raves for each one? Did you do them all together? Did them all together. Okay. So should I finish the history then? Sure. Give us the rest of the history because I I imagine with me not knowing this at all, I'm taking a shot in the dark here, but it seems to me like two and three were shot and produced at the same time and then just divided up as they were. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because it feels very much like that. They were, they were shot back to back. Yeah. Uh, but not at the same time. But like, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was like almost like a continuous shoot. Yes. Like it just it, there was no break in between, and they went off and did other projects. There was a projects. three month break in between. Yeah. I'm sorry, a three week break. Sorry, three. Ooh, week, that's even shorter. Three week yeah. break in between, and the production crew split to edit two and work on three. There you go. And film three. So uh, a sequel was not planned mm-hmm. for Back to the Future, but. Um, as as things go, due to the success of the first movie, the studio demanded a sequel. Zemeckis agreed only if Fox and Lloyd returned. They did, and so they came up with a tried to come up with a story, but found themselves regretting the end of the first movie with putting Jennifer in the car because yeah. then they had uh, to come up with a story oh, for Jennifer. Oh, that, I'm so glad to hear that because I have. I have comments yes, on that. Yes, I we'll also have to. comments. We will um, get there. We'll get there. I, I think but I'm I, so happy to hear that. Uh, just a little behind the scenes of our show, longtime listeners. I watched these movies back in like November when they were on Netflix. And I remember texting you like, oh, Back to the Future Part 2. This is really problematic. And you were like, yeah. why? I don't like I don't remember anything like. What could be so problematic? <laughs> yeah, and as we've come to discover, it's because I'm remembering it from a one-time watch right, when I was a child. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, so every, they agreed to return, um, except that... Um, I didn't write down their names. Oh, crap. But the actor for uh, both uh, Jennifer and Marty's dad, Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. uh, refused to come back. Um, mm-hmm. because the, the studio refused to pay his salary. And then, um, Oh, that's a fair, that's a fair reason to not come back. Yeah. Like they don't get paid. He, he yeah. wanted more money, mm-hmm. uh, and the studio refused to to pay him. And also he was, uh, they did not enjoy working with him because he was just Crispin Glover's kind of a weird guy. Um, well, it seems like well cast then for uh, for George McFly. But like, they had they asked him to like tone down his manner. Like a lot of the mannerisms of like the character of the dad is just Crispin Glover being Crispin mm-hmm. Glover. Yeah. Um. 
And he actually sued uh, the production and Universal Studios for using his likeness in the third movie. They're like they put an actor in prosthetics to make it look like him, and it's mm. not him. And the second he's in the second movie too, and he's like heavily prosthetic. It's the same thing. So and, it's like uh, yeah. And they did not ask him for use of his likeness, and he won that case. Yeah. Um. Crispin Glover, you may rec- remember him as the thin man in the Drew Barrymore produced Charlie Angel, Charlie's Angel first installment. Oh, yeah. And guys, if you want to hear our thoughts on the Drew Barrymore produced um, Charlie's Angels, you can go back to episode. What episode was it that we did that one? Uh, 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 yeah, that one. Yeah. So go look it up. Um, so neither of the it was problematic because they put Jennifer in the car. Yeah. The, act, the actor did not come back. Yeah, uh, was rec- recast with Elizabeth Shue, who everybody remembers as Jennifer, but was only in part two and three. Yeah, very I briefly in that, part three. Remember having that thought because I watched two very, very uh, like r- right after I watched yeah. one, and I did write down like Is they look this nothing alike. Entire opening scene, just a reshoot of the final scene yes. of the first movie. Um, yeah, because they really do like Michael J. Fox looks older. Um, yep. And yeah, she looks well, completely different, which I guess is fair because she is completely different. Yes. And, uh, you know, oh, and nothing against Michael J. Fox. He, he, uh, he naturally aged yes. over, here's over a, a couple a of fun years. Fact. Uh, Michael J. Fox was 30 by the time they shot part three, by the time part wow. three came out. Wow. That, I didn't know was, that. I think he was 20 two when they did the first one or he, or mm-hmm. he turned 22 when it came out and then wow. he turned he had turned 30 by the time the third one came out hmm. or, yeah because they shot the first one in 84 80 which is fun to think of because in the span of the movie marty is goes through like like three weeks tops right from the span of his introduction in one to the the, the credits roll in three right the character of Marty is a three week journey. Yes. Uh, so they regret putting her in the car cause they have to come up with a, a story for her at that point. Yeah. Uh, and part two was one of the most, uh, groundbreaking projects for ILM. It took two years to build the Hill Valley of the future. Mm-hmm. All of those sets and they went for uh, an aesthetic that was uh, the Yang to Blade Runner's Yin. Okay. Uh, have you ever seen Blade Runner? Not Stretch. seen Blade Runner. It takes place in the future, flying cars, clones. It's crazy. And the the idea, the the flip on that idea was that technology wasn't the problem in the future, but rather the people that lived in the future, like. The future was a, like wonderful. Technology had solved like world hunger, like renewable energy, traffic jams, pollution, but all of the people were horrible. They missed that. I mean, because obviously uh, yeah. we've proven otherwise. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, part three and part two were shot back to back one after another with a very small three-week break. Um, And the idea evolved from uh, Zemeckis and Gale asking Michael J. Fox what period in time he would like to visit. And he said, you'd like to go to the Old West and meet cowboys. Oh, that's nice. I like like that that was the launching point. That's where the idea came from. 
Hill Valley of 1885 was built from scratch wow. in the middle of Monument Valley. Uh, the- I was going to ask if it was in Monument Valley because yeah. it, didn't, it didn't seem like California to me. It, it, it seemed like it was, well, Monument Valley, like yeah. exactly Monument Valley. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the production crew was, ta- uh, was taxed to the limit because they were editing part two and p- filming part three at the same time. However, all involved agree that filming part three was the most relaxing and enjoyable experience of, uh, of that era. That's uh, great. Many on the, cr- on the, of the cast, uh, opted to do their own stunts l- when possible, learned to ride horses, uh, and enjoyed the bucolic setting of the Hill Valley set because it was a functional town because they yeah. had to like live and work there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the the opposite is set of part two, that they absolutely hated filming part two. Yeah. Um, you you kind of see it. I mean, you, 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 you kind of, because two is, two leaves you with a gross feeling and i think on purpose i mean whether whether the um the gross feeling of the film is a result of uh the the crew's um thoughts and and feelings on on set or if it's just a a byproduct of like i don't know which right. which is true but uh yeah two gives you a grosser feel and three definitely gives you a more like idyllic Hollywood feel. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's an interesting anecdote that uh, Zemeckis talks about in interviews where he says they were, they were always cautious to, um, or he was always cautious about the project. He didn't want to go to the future because he didn't want to quote, make wildly inaccurate predictions about the future. And I look at that and say like, well, you went with flying cars. That was a safe bet. That was that. I mean, that ba- you were almost based, based on everything. <laughs> like everyone was saying flying cars. Like Spo- spoiler alerts for 2015. We didn't get flying. No, cars. Yeah. It's so interesting to now like be living in the. F- this was a movie that went to the future of 2015, which is now the not so distant past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No flying cars. No, I mean, he pretty much nailed everything else yeah i i did write that down like like okay this doesn't match our 2015 but um pretty good job like extrapolating where we were going and and what we were getting to well i've settled on this you know people often say like life imitating art imitating life it's like uh we've now embarked on like this era of uh not to wax philosophical here but we've now like based on the dystopian futures that we see in our storytelling our act like in actuality like building that reality in our in our present Mm. yeah in like in perpetuum like how like how can we turn planet earth into mad max as quickly as possible yeah exhibit a Uh, yeah and uh 2020 I'm I'm sh- in the back of people's minds. I'm sure, like, oh yeah, well, like, sure, yeah, like this is what the future is going to look like, and and yeah. are actively working towards it. This is what we keep getting shown. So, so it must be where we're going. Going to be, yeah. And Let me ask the you: the movie this, made this, money, so people t- must seem to like it. This is um, 
This is just on the fly. On the sure. On the McFly. <laughs> on the fly. On the McFly. Um, your big question. Which of the 2015 um, futuristic oh, <laughs> technologies do you? Uh, and you can't say the 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 hover conversions to cars because okay. that's a no brainer. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Which thing do you wish uh, we we actually had? Oh, I can answer this so in- instantly. The uh, the the food technology, the dehydrated mm-hmm. like dehydrated pizza, 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 like, pizza, yeah. Yep. Nobody hydrates a pizza like you, Bob. Yes. Uh, Rehydrates. Rehydrates. Uh, In the the now year-long, like, washing everything that comes into our house and cooking three meals a day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yearn for rehydrated pizza. Yeah. That, like, that is the size of a quarter Mm -hmm. and turns into a large Pizza Hut deep dish pizza. Yeah. Yeah, sign me the fuck up. Did you think you know, that was going to be harder for me to answer? I mean, I don't know if I'd say hard. I was, I thought you would, you would, um, I, you'd have to linger on it longer. But obviously, you've been thinking I about. This. Could I could tell mean, where that question was going as you were asking it. Sketch. It's, it was it's been un- a dull was, year, so I mean, it was know. like I was like, oh, I know exactly. What? What? Uh, see, how about yourself? You see, even as I was asking it, I was like, you know, he's going to turn this on me, and I don't have an answer to this um easy well i feel like i can't take the pizza um anymore let's see what do we got we got the self-lacing shoes we got the size adjusting jacket with air dry yes. technology yep um we've shoes, got those clothes who needs them i never leave my house yeah we got the floating ronald reagan head that takes your order at a restaurant uh we got the cybernetics like we just glanced over cybernetics Cyber- in that future Cyborgs. yep um I guess I would go with, boy, I really want to say, um, oh, I know, easy, no brainer. The uh, fax machine. Still using faxes. He gets the <laughs> fired fax. <laughs> and uh, I just really miss the days of a good old fashioned fax good machine. Good old fashioned fax machine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I would have taken the food food re- rehydrator. Here's a here's a a thought uh, sketch. How I have often I'll save it. It's a big question. Okay, it's a big question. Okay. Yeah, mine was on the McFly. So okay, yep. You can save yours. You can pocket it. Yep. Thank yep. you. All right. Well, should we get to uh... well, sketch? I just want to ask you. Uh, what do you? How much do you think they cost? How much do you think? Oh, they I got to do this again. I got to do this thing again. Okay. 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 So what did obviously we say the, the budget's going to be. The first one was nineteen million. It made three hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. get a bigger budget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're getting a. They're getting a bigger budget. They're getting a fifty-five million dollar budget. Billion dollar? No. No. Million. Oh, fifty-five million each. Oh, or right. all together. Yeah, two. Um. Um. Each. Okay. That would bring us to uh, one ten for the both. I don't know how how you found the information. Uh, they each had a budget of $40 million. So you're right in the ballpark. Hey, yeah. I'm in the ballpark you there. Are. Okay. I'm going to say um, two based on the success of one. Did um, did did better than one with only slightly. So I'll go four hundred and 
fifteen million dollars. It was a. I saw the gears turning. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, I saw what you did just, there. It was good mental math. Every sound sound philosophy, but it uh, it actually did worse. Three hundred and sixty six million. Okay, but not terribly. No, worse, not terribly. But, but okay, and then three to finish the trilogy. I will go. I will go least of all. I will go three hundred and forty million dollars. You are a hundred million dollars off, sir. In which direction? Two hundred and forty-six million. Whoa! It did. It did that big of a dip. Yep. Wow. People did not enjoy part three. Wow. Wow. Or, or it maybe it did two turn more people off, and they were like, oh, "I don't need to go see three. Well, um, I think part of it was that by the time three came out, it was nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, nineties. I, I, I just think they had drastically because it's interesting like when you make a when you set a movie and like you're talking about errors like when we think about like the 80s or the 60s or the 50s i think these movies suffer because they're stuck in the fives yeah and like when when we think about an era um like here's a great example like we would think of the the 60s um in 1960 chubby checker is writing a song called the twist it's still mm-hmm. like sock hops and mini skirts and square coke bottle glasses and then nine years later Jimi hendrix is like burning guitars and dancing with naked people at woodstock right that's like a nine year span so like the be- yeah. the beginning of a decade and the end of the deck of a decade like often do not match each other at yeah, all yeah. so like yeah, yeah right up until like the the midway of a decade you're still usually like tra- oh yeah you're still lingering tra- you're in lingering what's left in the, of what, the last exactly decade. yeah so like by the time we got to 1990 the idea of the 80s had so radically changed mm-hmm. that when he returns to hill valley in 1985 in 1990 it's almost like you're looking at a period piece yeah I think yeah, culture I had changed so much by that point yeah. that I think people were kind of tired of the story at that point. And <gasps> how dare they? But like kids who started that journey in 85 probably like radically did not identify with that character anymore. Sure. Yeah. And also, I will say, like, the character of Marty goes through a radical. Uh, maybe they were just writing to Michael J. Fox more by three, but the character undergoes like a radical shift in it in in part two and three. Oh yeah, in the- part two, I mean, they give him the whole shtick of nobody calls me chicken. Yep. Which I was like, I I I literally had to think, did I miss that in one? Nope. Was that an issue in one? Not a thing. And it, just because it's such a big issue in right. two. It's such a and three. It, it's well, yeah, and three, but like it comes out of the blue. It in does. Two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Marty. It. Marty's like practicing with his band for the the school dance. Yeah. And like they have that big moment where he plays guitar on stage, and then like you you feel in part three, you feel like that's going to feature more heavily, mm-hmm. and like ZZ Top is going to back him. Guys, ZZ yeah. Top is in part three. Yeah. 
Um, they're the band that spin their guitars in, in 1885 on stage. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it too. But, but no, like they like play into this, like in part two and three, they like, it's crazy that they wanted Michael J. Fox because he had this like manic comedic energy. And then a lot of the writing seems tailored to like what Eric Stoltz was doing Mm -hmm. in the first movie that they didn't like. Yeah, nobody calls me chicken, and like Marty's like tough, and he's gonna be a gunfighter, and that's not. Yeah, not the Marty of the, the of Mar- number one of of one and two. So I, yeah, I can see where probably by the third, the third movie, and you're not watching them back to back to back, where you're like you and home video is kind of a thing, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like remember who that character is and. I will like doesn't feel familiar familiar. Marty doesn't feel familiar in the third movie mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Long time yeah, well, listeners. If you, you, if you disagree right into the show, love to hear especially your Especially when you think, like I said, it's only been like three weeks. Exactly. Exactly. The character seems to change so much in that. So, span. so dramatically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That I was don't... a, that was a, a rant for me. The chicken thing. Nobody calls me. Chicken. I don't. It was so bizarre. And yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. movie would have needed to start that way mm-hmm. in the first oh, yeah. Back to the Future for it oh, to yeah. be so such a callback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his kryptonite. But uh, yeah, like imagine it, 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 that's exactly what it is. It's his kryptonite. And like imagine finding out that kryptonite is Superman's weakness in the second installment. It's right. like, well, wait a minute. This never came up. This never came up in, in one. Right. Um. Yeah. Anywho. Let's get into some like real official rants and raves. Do you want to start with rants or raves? No, I want to start with raves. Okay. Because I've come to the the I've come to the conclusion that sometimes it's harder for me to justify my raves if I've already ranted. <laughs> okay. So, Why don't you start us off sketch? Okay. I will go with um okay. Well, I'll go with I'll go with like the 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 writing on the wall one. I'm going to go with Doc and Marty, obviously. Yes. Because not only do do Michael J. Fox and and uh, Christopher Lloyd just play play them perfectly, and they're just so iconic, and they have such great chemistry together. Yes, but I also like that um, you know, like I like the journeys that that each character goes on, and I know that Marty's journey really technically only begins in two, like this whole chicken thing. But right. you know, I like how how uh, he kind of he 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 calms his temper by the end of three. And I like, I really like that. Um, but this kind of goes into what you were saying about the history of it. Like this is an eighties teenager and they do not go for like the, the horn dog. Right. Like, like raunchy humor with Marty, you know? And, and instead, not that, that doc is, but like doc is the one that gets the love story. Yes. Doc is the one that falls in love yes. and gets convinced. And Marty, a teenager from the eighties is the one like in a committed, like right. relationship who finds out he, he gets married to his, his high school sweetheart and has kids and is like, not at all taken aback by that. Yep. And, and is the one Overjoyed. like coaching doc through these things of like, listen, yep. when I met Jennifer, I just knew she was the one like, right. I loved that. I love like n- realizing that in three that we had like this age reversal. Loved it. Absolutely. loved it. Yeah. It's a great. Rant. And he's a great. And race. he's like, he's like a, um, 
you know, with the exception of nobody calls me chicken. He's like, he's like a genuinely good guy. He's like a nice guy. Yeah. Like he's, I, I'll, I'll save that because let's put a pin in that. He okay, is a genuinely good guy. Um, I, the characters, the, the cast and the characters, I, I, and chemistry plays into it, but like, I associate these actors with those characters still. Yeah. Like they're they're the the writing and the characters and the portrayal are so spot on that I have trouble separating them for their from their characters that when I see Michael J. Fox or Christopher Lloyd in something else, I'm like, ah, that's not Doc. Yeah. And it, it kind of like sours the experience of like, oh, that they're not acting like they're supposed to. Oh, wait, I don't know like how they're supposed to act. This is a different character. Like mm-hmm. Michael J. Michael J. Fox isn't Marty McFly, but also he kind of is. Yeah. It's like it, they're they're characters that they played, but they're characters that feel very close to themselves as people. Yeah, they call on something inner. Yes, um, they, they, and, and even know, like uh, Leah Thompson, Thompson, uh, Thomas. Oh my Thompson? god, she's Thompson. great. Leah Thompson, fan fucking tastic that she plays Marty's mother and love interest, kind of, and uh great 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 Great. grandmother let's see william william is george's father william is and william's a baby william is george mcfly's father so william is his grandfather so so, okay so she's seamus is his grand is yeah so william is marty's grandfather so seamus is his great-grandfather that math doesn't I seem might, to work. Yeah, I think I'm one great off. It's great, great grandmother. Great, great grandmother. Okay. Yeah. The math still and, doesn't seem to work, but I, I think you have it right. And alternate timeline mother. And alternate timeline mother. And original 85 mother. Yes. And altered 85 She's fantastic. Mother. I mean. She is. She's great. And I love, and I know, I know it be, you know, it, it became obvious, but I still think it was great how, how, you know, in original 85, she's all like, oh, I don't trust that girl. Yep. And I just want someone nicer. Oh, I would have never, you would have never caught me. Right. You know, sneaking out with a boy or, or holding hands in public, you know, like, and then you meet her and she's like, whoa, slow your roll lady. Um, I have a big question about that. Okay. Okay, we'll 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 get to that. Yeah. So uh the cast and and the way the cast is written and the chemistry that they all have together. Yeah. Um just fantastic. George and um Marty are really good together too. Yes, Crispin Glover yeah. and Michael yeah. J. Fox, yeah, they're fantastic yeah, yeah. together. Um you and, really believe that Marty's like trying everything he can to like help his dad without his dad knowing. Right. Or being suspicious. Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Yes. Marty, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan came to me last night and said he's good to melt my brain. Yeah. Crispin Glover, everybody. Um, The dude is weird. Can I add an actor to your list who's another rave for me? Oh, I skipped him, but he's on my page, too. I think I know who you're going to say. Biff? Yeah. Thomas Wilson. Thomas Wilson is so good. He's so, so good, good, and he plays so many characters or so many versions of a character. His old Biff, it's impossible. For, like, I can't wrap my head around that he's old Biff and also Griff. Griff, yep. Like. Yeah. 
What a great actor. And and when he's playing Mad Dog, Mad Dog. he's so good as that. Thomas Wilson old, did all of his own stunts in part three. Uh, that's great. All of them. He, he winds great. up covered in cow shit. Yeah. And all you of know his own what? Stunts. I, I usually say this for the end of the episode, but best comeuppance of <laughs> all like. Of, Wait of, a minute. A, I won't say of Wait all time. Wait a minute. But the come up the the reoccurring the <laughs> fact that it's a reoccurring manure comeuppance throughout time and generations just makes it yes. so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Biff, Griff, and Buford Mad Dog Tannen all wind up covered in horse manure. Yeah. It's always horse manure, which makes yeah. no sense. And in the I future love that it. There's still horse I manure. Just, <laughs> I just love it. I love I I we'll get we'll get there because it's another brave it's such a good trope. I don't want to I don't want to take trope. it. Yeah. Um it's it is your it is your rave. Oh, okay, well then I'll just keep I'll just keep that going in that I I love all of those scenes that were redone for each movie like from what whatever the time standpoint is. So like for example, like we talked about his mom, like the, each movie has the version of Marty waking up in bed right. after after some sort of event right. and waking up to his quote unquote mom right. and mistaking her for his nineteen eighty five mom. Right. And um, you know, walking into Hill Valley for the first time, kind of seeing all the all the buildings, how they changed over time. The the hey McFly right. scene at, at a bar in every single yes. move. Like oh, they're just like so poetically good. They're they are. they're not so they're not so ham fisted that you're like, oh, here it is again. But they're not so subtle that you miss them. They're right. I just think they're the just perfect amount of of just seeing how this you know, it's almost like um it almost feels like a you know, like a, a Doctor Who kind of thing where it's like, well, this is a fixed point. It Very, always has to go. It always this way. has to go this way. Yeah. You know. Always. Now yeah. I just love that. That's uh it is very poetic and well written. I'll say this was like this was a a passion project for both uh, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, they worked a long time to get these movies made, and yeah. a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, and I think it shows on the you know on the the on the screen the work that they put yeah. in on the back end. Um, I will say uh, I really I really love that this is a trilogy of movies that isn't years or adventures in between that each movie ends and begins with the, the scene we left off on Mm -hmm. and they go so far as to reshoot it as needed and recreate it and reshoot it. Like I love that the end of the first installment, they get in the DeLorean, they zoom off into the future. The movie ends credit rolls, the next mm-hmm. movie starts the same. The actors have changed uh, in some cases. Uh, they zoom off into the future. And instead of the movie closing, you know, like we go into the freeway or the yeah. skyway. And then uh, part two ends with Marty going back to the future. The del- the, the streaks, uh, Doc dancing in the street and yeah. off in the distance, Marty runs into runs frame. Into, it's, yeah. It's so smart and well-crafted and really makes it feel like one continuous story in a way that Indiana Jones and Star Wars and even like, and the Matrix and like, you know, everything seems to be a trilogy now. Yeah. Or they intend to always do three movies or 
uh, you know, everything's called a trilogy, but I, I feel like most trilogies aren't really trilogies. They're just well, a movie with two sequels. Even even the titling hits on that because it's Back to the Future Part, part Two part and two, Part three. three, and they really do. You're 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 absolutely right. They feel just like parts of a whole, as opposed to this episode, next right. week's episode, right. and next season's episode. You know, like, um, yeah, and they're great. And that reminds me that even though I have problems with two, um, oh yeah, that scene of of running back to the the scene of the lightning strike and doc is celebrating right. and marty runs in um it just reminds me of they they did do that well of being back to the first movie and like off screen like like you can right. imagine the that they were angles. off screen the entire right. yeah um, like did Marty, really like in like the that. rafters, watching himself play jo- yeah. Bart- Johnny Be Good, was just like this is bonkers. Yeah, this is so bonkers, and like the different angles, and like yeah, you and, and they did it, it still holds up pretty well until you get to like 1080 HD and 4K streaming. Then like the green screening starts to to fade. Sure, but like when you. Uh, when when you look at it on VHS or like DVD, like before we get to like 1080p and 4K and 8K stuff, like the green screening to do the different angle holds up really well. Mm. Um, it really does. And uh, like Marty, like you know, kind of like s- sketching across the bottom of the car while he's in the car. With his yeah, mom. yeah, with his mom. <laughs> yeah. For the technology of the time that they had, it 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 holds up really well. Like yeah, really, they did really a well. really like, good job. And and you know the way they did that was to like put the car back in the right spot and just then like put a green screen in the windows mm-hmm. to like to cut it in. And it's like ILM really went above and beyond on those movies. Yeah, yeah, and it shows, and it, and that's why it stands the test of time. It does. Yeah, I, in, they in were they were. They've been preserved in the the National Archive. Not every movie that gets made gets gets, gets the film negatives preserved in the archives, yeah. but uh, it's it is one of them. It's considered one of the greatest so. movies of all time. You've made me. Um, that's a good pun too. Greatest movie that was of intended to time. be. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you've made me think of another kind of. It's, just, it's not a BQ. It's just a, it's just a it's just a question on the McFly. But uh, you made me think of a scene I really, really like. So with, without without naming like the obvious scenes, like right. obviously the train scene, the, the big train conclusion of three is yeah. fantastic. And, you know, racing the clock and getting to the lightning and one is absolutely fucking right. fantastic and like a master class in suspense. But do you have like a, what could we call it? Like a, like a, just a scene that kind of it, it really impressed you, even though it might not be like a scene that everyone remembers. Because I have a scene that I I rewatched it and oh, I was just like, uh, wow, this was a really good, I was really impressed by this scene. I'll tell you mine. And then you can think about sure. it. And maybe you don't have one. I haven't I just watched them as recently as you. That's true. But uh, I'll think about it. You go first. I was really, I was really kind of taken back in a positive way. The scene at the, um, like the festival or the t- the town fair or whatever that's in in, three? That's in, in part three, yeah, where Marty is kind of having a heart to heart with Seamus, 
And Seamus is talking about his brother, Martin, who was, you know, stabbed in the gut for right. kind of running his mouth and and shot in the back I for was, a matter of $80. Yeah. And, and not only was I like impressed with the 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 acting, I thought Michael J. Fox did a great job acting, acting against, himself. against himself in an age where, you know, that right. That was more cumbersome than than it is these days. But also just like, oh, that was I. I really felt like that was a great way to bring his character back to, mm. you know, the Marty of one and, and to give him like a real genuine reason for, for, you know, you know, learning right. his lesson, the lesson that the, the, that two and three had kind of set up for him to have. I don't know. That scene just really stuck out to me this, the, on this rewatch. This That's time. a good one. Yeah. Um, yes, there's uh in, in, Back to the part one, um, when Marty is, um, he's in the back seat mm-hmm. of Biff's car, mm-hmm. talking to Doc on the walkie-talkie. Okay, this is in part two, but yes, oh, is I know the same time. Yeah, because he's trying to steal the um. Oh, part right. The sports almanac. Sports almanac. Um. For the complete opposite reason of it, this is almost ranty that there's no way you that that Biff could not hear Marty mm. talking to Doc over a two way radio, and also that the two way radios would be able to to send a signal over that distance. Yeah, and throughout the tunnel, and throughout and the, everything. There's, the there's no way that scene should practically work. Like Biff would have to be um legally deaf to not hear yeah. marty in the yeah. back of that car but it's it's i icon- like riding i also believe the tunnel that they drive through is the same tunnel that's in who, who framed roger rabbit oh cool um it's it's just like a very iconic i don't know it stands out to me that you yeah. know that i'm in the back i've got to be quiet i'm in the back of the car i'm tailing it i'm going to get the thing the caper part it is part 2 you're right yeah that uh and it's not yeah. an iconic scene but just like the way it's shot and constructed but it stands out to you it does stand out it's a standout scene it's a shade standout scene it's just the, for the way that it's shot yeah and the mechanics of it there you go because you get to imagine too that there was like this giant crane camera yeah, behind fo- following it the whole time following the yeah the, the rig of the of the car yeah of the car yeah yeah absolutely they're just good they're just so good they're great. Is there Scott. is there another scene that stands out for you? Oh, that's I not mean, supposed that's, to be iconic. I can tell you my other one. That's that's the yeah. Go for your other one. I mean, that's the one that really stands out to me. Uh, breaking. It's it's. I guess it's iconic, but like in in the scheme of the trilogy, it's very small. But just like digging out the DeLorean. Oh in yeah. Part three. Yeah. Very Indiana Jones. Very Indiana Jones. I wish there was more of that element of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I, I were going to say a bigger part, if I were going to say anything about three, we're going to get to Ransom in just a second. I don't have any written for three. If I were going to say anything, though, it, it would be. Yeah, like I wish that part was more. I loved the um, kind of like digging through the archives to find yes. out, OK, where is Doc? Like what? I where, wish that took up more of the movie. Yeah, I really I really liked that. Um, So I agree with you. I agree. I agree with that for sure. 
but I guess like a movie about like digging in old abandoned mine tunnels and researching the library, understandably, is not a probably not what the uh, the target audience was. It's what was I wanted after for yeah, it's what I wanted. Yeah, it's what I wanted too. It's so funny. Like when, I wrote when that Marty down finds for... like the picture of Doc standing by himself next to the the clock yeah. tower, like that, like oh, feels yeah. And it, like the note, your friend in time. Doc, like yes. Doc knows he's not coming back. Yeah. And he's okay with it. Yep. Under under he just wants Marty to get back to back to the future. Back to the future. Yep. I think I just figured out where they Yeah. That I think that's where they got the title from. I agree. Wow. <laughs> Guys, we unpacked it. Guys, we found End it. End of the episode. We're done. Um all right. One last thing I'll say because I know we gotta we 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 gotta move on. We gotta get to ramps, but we have to. I never noticed until this watch through or whatever that um when when marty goes to doc's lab in the very beginning yeah of of um back to the future one that that's the it's 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 the garage, the garage from his from the estate, house, his estate yeah and the whole estate has been sold off except for the that garage. one garage which he's turned into his lab slash like house right right because yeah i just i did i didn't notice that until the second time around when i when he ran up to a doc's I mansion. feel like I noticed that I had a similar experience, but that was like a decade ago when I watched these the first time on Netflix. Yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah. It was just, that's just good. It's good. Story Did you have to do that? You didn't have to do that. There that's... are other, there are other things that I, I apologies, long time listeners. I've had a hard time preparing for this one, but there are other things that, when Marty goes back to Doc's, like in the first movie, there are things in Doc's lab mm-hmm. that are Easter eggs from the other two movies mm. in part one. Mm. And they change in part three because of the changes that they've made oh, interesting. in 1955 and 1885. I did wish that because two, two ends with with such a spoiler laden um, stinger for what's coming up in in Back to the Future Three as the, as only they put can be done in that at time the, era. It, they put a teaser yeah. at the end of the movie, yeah, and to let them um, know that the story would be com- concluded. But they had they had already sprinkled in so many hints about right. where they were going to go right. that you just you, I just kind of wish that wasn't the you know the norm of the time right and that you could have really sat on it for a year and been like oh where but you know that's that's our modern way that we are used to teasers it's not how you told stories in 1985 it's not but they did such a good job of like you know you had you had marty with the with the the handheld uh arcade uh you know shooter right and you had um doc's like hawaiian shirt was was cowboys and trains like of all things like they did such a great job they of really sprinkling did. those little things really throughout. Did. Throughout, yeah, so good. Um, I, the final final rave I'll just say is like, I, I mean, if I were if the only thing I can think to build a time machine out of now is a DeLorean, but you know, good on them for like coming up with the design aesthetic of the DeLorean. I didn't find who who rendered that. Um, it came out of like making the time machine, a car came out of a, uh, short film that they did called used cars. Bob mm-hmm. Gale and Zemeckis had wrote, written that together. Um, 
And that's where the idea to make the time machine mobile as opposed to like a stationary device. Yeah. Uh, and wow, what a. I don't I'll know that to, I would have um, chosen a, a DeLorean, but man, does it work? I'll have to. Now I feel oh, Tim Hoshi. I'm sorry about this. Tim Hoshi sent me like like all these DeLorean facts because Tim Hoshi loves. Yes. Back yep. to the he sent me this big history fact sheet and i read through it and i'm blanking on it right now but it did kind of talk about the how they came up with the the delorean and 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 stuff like that and i'll i'll say that for the midstream because i couldn't do it justice by just like spitballing it right now from what i, I remember i mean the i know a little bit about the carts that was you know uh michael michael uh, sorry john delorean was a legendary car designer he designed the he was on the camaro production team the firebird and this was kind of his offshoot uh, to make a luxury sports car, the DM15, because it was only supposed to cost fifteen uh, $1,500, but it wound up costing like uh, 30000 it, it was considered like this luxury car made mm. out of stainless steel and aluminum. Um, it was just a lemon from day one. Um, I, and But it was anticipated to be like the car of the future the it car yeah, the yeah. it car and it just wasn't but and that was kind of you know the joke when when doc's like i was going to build a time machine i was going to build it out of something i forgot what he says um but like something immaculate or something like might as well go all out or something like that and pick picked a delorean because that was going all out and the car was just a flop from day one i mean when you look at the car it doesn't you can't even roll down there it doesn't have windows yeah no, it's, it's the car is bonkers. It's a it's, mid-engine rear-wheel drive, gull-winged door, stainless steel and aluminum car. It's supposed to be a sports car, but it's it, it but it couldn't break 100 miles per hour. Yeah. The the um <laughs> it's it's bonkers, but it's beautiful. I'm 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 looking through the uh the thing a little bit here and it was it was chosen, you know, specifically because it was um, such kind of an identifiable car that would look incredibly out of place in the um, in, in the in the past. You know, right. like when it was yeah. when it showed up in the fifties, like it could literally be as it was in the movie. Um, you know, mistaken as a flying saucer right. with, with spaceman in it. But uh, yeah, they said from. Uh, by the third draft, the pair hit on the idea of making uh, the time machine a car. And it was always going to be a DeLorean, says designer Andrew Probert. Yes, Probert. Uh, though you may want to ask Bob Zemeckis to tell you the Mustang story. I don't know what the Mustang story uh, doesn't. Bob Zemeckis. We know you're a longtime listener. Right into yeah, the show. Right in. What's tell the, us the Mustang, Mustang story? story? Um, the DeLorean for me. I bet it's something stupid like universal got ford to sponsor the movie and so oh, yeah like they wanted the time machine to be a mustang the, i think all the, of the other cars are fords if i if the, i really think of it now yeah i'd have to really in the past i know really biff look. has a ford yeah yeah you don't really say anything in the future that's too iconic of, you know, like you don't see many logos. Well, they didn't have real streets in the, in the future. That was all, they were, it was all a set that they built. So they don't really have driving cars. Right. Um, I will, I will go ahead and say this, which, which might be bold. I don't know. Who knows? 
I think the the DeLorean time machine is my all time favorite time machine. Um, and yeah, I will put it over the TARDIS. Sure, I will. And I don't have many other time machines to put in my list of all time favorite time machines. Yeah, for me, it's like the TARDIS, the DeLorean, and H.G. Wells like sleigh thing. Yeah, um, but this what's so good about the DeLorean is you can also take it to Burger King. You can also take it to Burger King. You can one hundred percent believe <laughs> that, like a, a like a a mad scientist esque like defunct character could scrap this together in his garage, like in the eighties. You know, like it's not this it's, beautiful refined thing. It's so interesting to me because, like, I can't fathom how Doc was able to afford a DeLorean. Well, see, I don't know the history of like to me. It's just it has always just been like an old, out of place car. So, I, yes, I, I it was, I get it was that like at the time it would have been a it was designed to thing. like compete with Ferraris and Lamb- Lamborghinis, but it was just like a John Delorean wound up going to jail over his car company. Like the company oh. went bankrupt; they never produced a lot of them. You can you can buy a brand new Delorean. Delorean Motor Company exists today. It's instead of DeLorean Inc., it's like DeLorean LLC. And they bought up all of the unproduced DeLoreans, all of the parts. You can order one and they will build it and ship it to you. There you go. I think it costs like $60,000 to get it. Brought to you by DeLorean, the uh, DeLorean DM15. Um, Yeah, I just you had to you had to order them. Yeah, it was like that. It was like the Tesla of its day. But he was able to get plutonium. So, like, as soon as he's able to, like, get plutonium. Should we switch to rants? Because, like, from a, we're, we're from a group of dangerously terrorists. close. Well, wait, let me say the other thing I like about it. Okay. I love that it has such built in limitations. <laughs> like, it's, it's not it's not this all powerful magic bullet of a of a device where you would just be like, well, just fix it with your time machine. Just right. fix it with your time machine. Like, because you that a would, screwdriver. Yeah. Like in a, in a time traveling property, it's hard to suspend your disbelief that you're like, well, why don't you just use your time machine and right. fix that? Because we but ran out of fuel. Yeah. Few, like the, yeah. Or gasoline or, hasn't or, been invented yet. We're in the past and we, we can't produce such a, you know, a, a ridiculous amount of electricity, blah, 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 blah. Like all of these things, it has its natural limitations. And then, I think that's what I really like about one and three that that three, I mean, two doesn't really have is that one and three, the crux of it is they're trying to get back to the future. Right. Like, oh, wait a minute. Is that where that the, where I think you, but, I think you're onto something sketch. And they're, they're trying to make this futuristic device work with the technology that they're stranded in. Right. And I like that. I like that story. And two doesn't really, that's no. not the crux of the, of the dilemma into that's not it at all and um yeah this does lead us right into rants because two two has some rants for me two is so structurally different it doesn't fit with the rest of the trilogy yeah so let's go into rants sure um where do, where do you want to start because i mean i can rant for days about this movie okay well then i'll i'll finish my delorean because sure. because in two the delorean kind of becomes a rant because the delorean so- can do anything it could do anything. It's so powerful. It's so it's such a magic bullet that you could be like it. Ru- the it, time circuit runs on trash. Uh, Mr. Mr. Fusion. Yeah, on Mr. Fusion. It can, it can fly, fly now. 
which is all awesome. Like it's awesome as a moviegoer to see all these things go, right. yay. But following along with the story, the I DeLorean always kept... could literally like futz out at any second and you're you're stuck in like dinosaurs. Yes. And and in, in two, you didn't feel that way. You no. felt like it was all powerful. And you, you and I just kept being like, why is this such a rush? Why is it such a rush to get the almanac? We, according to his little display at the casino, like he doesn't make his first big bet for three years. Right. You have three years to get the almanac and you have a time machine. Right. All right. It's not working out for you this time. Guess what? You have, you a, have time a time machine. machine. Have a time machine. Like, go ahead and, and try again, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas in one and three, you 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 basically immediately upon using the time machine, take the time machine out of the equation. Right. And now it's just your hero's boots on the ground. Well, I mean, I'll 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 second that and and just say it's kind of a big question, but it's also a rant. I guess I understand it's a movie and and it has to work out this way for there to be a third installment. But if you're Biff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you stumble upon the sports almanac. Yeah. Why do you then return the time machine to where you left it? Yeah. Go back to 1955, give him the almanac. Yeah. And then just like drive the DeLorean off a cliff with you in it. Yeah. Because you know, at that point you're creating it like Biff's not going to go back to his Right, you're, 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 and he shouldn't. He shouldn't from the the from the rules of the first movie. He shouldn't be I able mean, to go back to as soon as it's altered. Um, that you know ceases to exist. It ceases to exist. The 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 time machine. I know, guys. I I can feel you out there. You're going. You guys are arguing over a time machine movie about a fine car. <laughs> but in the third but, movie, Doc says that they're now living in an alternate. Yeah, yeah, like he he, draws the auction, breaks it all down. That they're not just time traveling; they are they are creating new realities, creating a multiverse. Um, especially because okay, and he says that there are there are dead time terminated timelines based on the decisions that we've made. Yes, and you know, based on the in the in the future that Biff creates for himself, where he becomes the casino owner there is never a time machine exactly doc doc brown becomes like in cars not in cars um um mental he becomes committed committed he's committed and marty is um sent to switzerland or sweden or somewhere for for private school they never meet they never they never do their time escapades so yeah, so just by doing that, and I get it. That's the that's the crux of the movie. Going back to fix, you know, in the first movie, you did something for your benefit, and now right. your enemy has done something for his benefit, and you have to undo but it. By what you're talking about, that's such a structurally be- fits structurally in the world that they constructed the movies. Where if Biff takes the time machine out of the equation, mm-hmm. boots on the ground, Mar- Marty and Doc now have to like invent something else or or. Yeah to get to and and fix this yeah because they don't have the time machine mm-hmm. or, or and i that would have fit structurally better in this world mm-hmm. than biff brings the time machine back yeah 
and then like dies and, and then has a heart attack <laughs> Cause, and cause dies he's, he's basically i think what they're trying to do there is they're trying to do like what what marty was doing on stage where he was like fading out of existence but right. he also like felt like shit so like biff like comes back and is like but that doesn't make sense either because that whole reality should have that should have gone away gone. so he yeah because we've established in one that you're jumping to a different a, a different reality. If, if you go back, you're you're jumping back to a different reality where these things. He shouldn't have come back to that exactly. Former. Re- he shouldn't have come back to the reality that he left. Yes, because he created a new reality. Exactly. Yeah. It's probably it's pro- guys. It's problematic. It is. It's ve- well. I mean, it's it's story wise, it's problematic. Story wise, it problematic. It breaks, Movie wise, it's fine. I get it. Yeah. It, you're getting me to to part three, and I'm fine with it. But it, but it breaks the rules that they've established. Yeah, and we're sticklers universe. for that. We are. We're sticklers for that. Don't create the rule if you're just going to break it. Yeah. It's your story. You're telling yeah. it like you're creating the rules of your universe. Don't create the rule just to then break it. Yeah. In such yeah. a flagrant way, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go what I don't remember oh, who's God, I don't even know where I am now. Um uh, r- rants. Um Back to the Future Part 2. And uh I hate to uh ex- stay with part two but basically i'm going to for all of my rants um, I, I will not i will not guys i'll tell you right now i will not be in one or three at all for this section of the podcast well let me let me do a throwaway rant uh the first movie is a story about uh a, a dude trying not to bone his mom yes it, that's problematic i mean i don't want to get he... trapped in the mind of uh the bobs gale and zemeckis he, I don't, that's a, he, it's a weird place there are rats in the corner they're like biting at your feet ah, dreams about boning his mom no it's weird it's a weird concept wait, he, oh you're saying zemeckis dreams i don't want to get trapped in there they're they're it's a scary place marty to be to be fair to marty i feel like he's not pursu- he's not pursuing his mother he might at one point have been like oh look at who's that attractive uh, he woman. says my, yeah, my mom's a hottie yeah and so then as soon as he but then but then he's like oh my god this is my mom and then right. then it's then it's everything's off but the thing is he <laughs> can't remove himself. how it should have not how it should have ended um the college humor what about that <laughs> doc can't, marty just keeps going with oh, it yeah and yeah, doc yeah, yeah, can't yeah. Keeps yeah, making yeah. him go back and, t- and there's yeah, like 10 the, marty's at the yeah, end yeah 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 i do yeah i do remember that we should link that we should we will um, um God damn it, Marty! What is yeah, wrong with you? Because Marty's put in this impossible situation where he doesn't—he he certainly doesn't want it. We know he's very committed to Jennifer. Yes, but he oh, has yeah. to still be in the situation because he has to get George back involved. Yes, or he will cease to exist. It's a—it's a real exist. rock in a hard place. That poor Marty. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is a. It, it's one it's is a little, not it's without its problems. But if you think about it too hard, yeah, don't think about it too hard. Just enjoy. Don't it. think about it too hard. Uh, I will say, Back to the Future Two, the way in which Back to the Future Two depicts that the world has gone to shit mm-hmm. um, is to play into all of the uh, socioeconomic racial tropes of the 1980s and early 90s in which a, an African-American family has moved into Marty's or lives in Marty's house. Oh, I forgot about that. And that is, that is, they just take Marty street of Hill Valley. They put a broken down car, like a flaming trash barrel 
and mm-hmm. he wakes up to find a black family living in his home and that is how the filmmakers depict the shit world of of how everything has gone to hell yeah and yeah, things have that, gotten so much worse that's really problematic in terms that of like a storytelling perspective it's lazy storytelling it's it's like bad stereotype storytelling uh this is also the era of like like uh, this is also the era where like other film companies are making roots um mm-hmm. and like s- contextually storytelling has shown us we can we can do things in a better way to show that the world has gone to shit yeah um like they could have leaned more heavily into like the environmental aspect which they dabble in um it felt lazy and inappropriate for 1985 it feels really it feels really tone deaf now the there was a lot of two that did just feel lazy yeah like the world's gone to shit lorraine has like these giant fake boobs and they just keep talking about her fake boobs and um Um, I, I just to like this last doc essentially roofies jennifer like five minutes into the movie and they yeah. and they leave her in an alley. Oh, she'll yeah, be fine which, here. Like, which in, is what? <laughs> which is an issue in itself, but it's also an issue story storytelling because just like a scene earlier, she Jennifer is like, "What? You're a you're a you know, Doc. If we're going back to the future, we can't bring Jennifer." And Doc's like, "Bring her. Yeah, this has to do with your children. Exactly. Uh, she's she's involved." And then as soon as they're in the car, he's like, "Zippity zap, you're out for like oh, the remainder." Thank of this. God we can get back to this sausage she, party now. She can't know. She can't know too much about her future. It's like Why? Doc, you you gave the go ahead. You <laughs> gave the go ahead. <laughs> to told her to her. get in the car. And and you brought marty like if it's so dangerous to know about right. the future yeah, yeah, yeah. why did you bring marty to this and and <laughs> what was your plan what was your doc you're smart you're supposed right. to be smart what's your plan here your plan is to bring just walk through this yeah. bring marty to the future because he looks just, just like, like his, his son. son go go distract his son so he doesn't go into the the soda shop have marty go in instead and say say to griff no, no. I'm not going to be involved. And that's it. That's the whole plan. That's the whole plan. It's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but all you had to do is stop Marty, from, Why Marty Jr. from going Doc into that just shop. Roofy Marty Jr. Yes. Like, it, it, do that. And, and Marty Jr. still shows up in the, in the soda shop. Right. So, what was Doc doing? Like, what's going on? It's, it's it is just bonkers. It's, it's just a little sloppy. Well, it's, it's a lot sloppy, sloppy, especially compared to how tight one is. And how tight three is. And then how tight three ends up being I mean, as well. It, the whole setup feels like Doc just wanted to roofie Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that not to be like, oh, Doc, roofie Jennifer. No, he like future roofies her. He's like, yeah. he like neuralized, like men in black neuralizes her and leaves her in an alley. And it, after basically insisting that she gets in the car. I'm, I'm glad you brought up in the history of it that, you know, it was obviously meant to be a, a one movie, but you know, you always hope that you get a sequel, especially in the eighties and that they regret having Jennifer get in the car at the end of one, because that's all it feels like. It feels like they're just backpedaling and going, this was a big mistake and I right. don't know how to undo it. Like, cause Jennifer spends the entire, almost the entirety of two 
asleep. Yeah, unconscious in some way. Yes. At one point, she she gets she's back at her house her house in the future, right. and she's like coming out of her her you know fog state. But then she sees herself, and and once again faints, faints, and then they leave her on a bench on a bench in a future that gets aborted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what that means if like she ceased to exist and the Jennifer that like is in three is a different Jennifer. Like how did like, oh, when everything resets, she'll just wake up on her front porch like nothing happened. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, it did feel lazy. Like that's just like a lazy solution. Him, <laughs> him, him and I like it was almost like like you should have just said like Doc like. Doc should have been like, well, listen, Marty, if this doesn't work, we're dead. So who cares? Like, like, <laughs> well, that's I mean, literally... like <laughs> Rick and Morty, we've said, is like a spoof of of Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. But all of Rick and Morty like spans from part two. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Part two feels like not a cartoon ripping off Back to the Future. It feels like Back to the Future ripping off Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, just I, bonkers. I like. No, Doc is not virtuous. Like Marty smart. is he's smart. really not smart. Well, it makes he's no re- like, sense. The plan it, is so dumb. There is no like, plan. You have you wait. You have a knockout Ray, and you right. just use that on Marty Junior, and then that's it. Apparently, all you have to do is keep him from just agreeing to go with Griff. That's it. Right, and future is safe. all he had to do was knock out Marty Junior. Instead of coming back and getting Marty and Jennifer. Marty and Jennifer, which right goes against everything he's always taught, and then right. and then continues to teach. Right, it's not like he had some turning point off camera, and now from now on he's like, oh, let's just dabble with everything. Right. He still, he's still like, <laughs> no, no, you can't, no, no, you can't, no. Go back to nineteen eighty five and destroy the time machine. I don't want to know because I'm going to build a train. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts. There's a There's time a train. traveling train. Like, do you have any BQs for the, or unless you have more rants? I mean, I, I, do I really do more, feel like we've we've kind of cast the wide net on. I will say this big problems. I will say yes. I have two more rants. Um, everybody talks about how like the concept of time travel is so neat and tidy and works so well, and I don't understand like the science of how the DeLorean works and like what the flux capacitor does. Is it's such a MacGuffin. It makes no sense. Why 88 miles per hour? What does the flux capacitor actually do? How uh, the only thing that makes sense is that the DeLorean is like a giant Faraday cage. That's literally the only thing that makes sense. In terms of like the, the mechanics of how they travel time. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. I, 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 but I've, I've also never really thought of it. It's I've like, never really it's such it. a big question. Like I, I understand. And I made fun of end game for, for like how much time they spent explaining time travel. And then this is considered one of the greatest time travel movies of all time. Like star Trek four, which is where they go back in time to save whales is just like bonkers and makes no sense. But the science of how they traveled back in time and star Trek four works so much better than anything that they attempt to explain. Like the, the flux yeah. capacitor is just a, like three neon bulbs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Jeez. it's connected to. I don't like, oh, yeah, I, I don't, don't know what it, I don't know. What I don't it does. know how the time circuit 
actually manipulates anything and yeah. what it's connected to and how 88 miles per hour gets them to where they want to be. Uh, I just, it just oh, I, doesn't I, nothing about how they time travel makes sense. I hear what you're saying, but I you don't it. care. I don't care because I don't understand really any time travel. Like it all <laughs> feels over my head. So it's, it's, it's all above me. And so I'm just like, I'm okay with it. I'm like, yeah, it's a car. And it travels the time. I'm okay. I don't. I don't understand like where the repulsors, like how they fit the repulsors inside of the hubs of the DeLorean to make it fly, mm-hmm. and also can like still be wheels that turn. Yeah, it's it's future technology. You'll have to is. wait till 2015 to find out. I will have to wait until 2015 to find out. Yeah. Um, I have one last rant. Okay, started as a big question, it. turned into a rant. Doc Brown travels back to 1885. He sure does. He Marty arrives. Um yeah. and they go to Doc's lab. Mm-hmm. His barn, his blacksmithing his barn. barn. Yep. And Doc has invented he's invented electricity mm-hmm. essentially to create an ice machine. Correct. Yeah. He creates make one ice, ice to make ice tea. Yeah, it, it that whole Looks process, gross. it creates one ice cube mm-hmm. and it started as a big question. It turned into a rant. Doc is put like, how do you invent an ice machine before you invent water purification? It's a great question. That ice cube was dirty. Disgusting. Gross. Yeah, it was really gross. Disgusting. And like, he's yeah. supposed to be a genius. Yeah, like Doc and Marty both should have died the minute they drank water in 1885 because they Dysentery, don't. Have, right? Is that what kills you? Exactly. They don't have the they don't have the uh, resilience in the like gastrointestinal resistance from like having drank contaminated water like up to that point yeah, their, in their entire life, life. Their entire life, they should yeah. have died immediately upon ingesting water. Yeah, they've been they've been living their life drinking Pepsi Crystal and Tab. Yes. Yeah. That should have killed them. I really. like Doc not inventing water purification. It's it's as egregious as as like not better explaining how the DeLorean time travels. Oh sure, it's the two yeah. big questions of how of did the, like Doc not inventing water purification. Yeah. Because okay, he, well, he had to invent time. He had to invent electricity first to make to the, make yeah. the ice to make the refrigeration to unit. make the refrigeration unit. Let, I, I also one of my big questions is also a why didn't Doc something? <laughs> okay, why didn't Doc tie the propulsion of the DeLorean into the Mister Fusion, Mister Fusion, and still rely on gasoline? When there's a very, very narrow window of time in which, in which you will have access to fuel right. that is required right. to power your time machine. Because as Shade said, and he doesn't understand how, it has to get to 88. We don't know why, and we, we don't care. And the only way to do it is with a fuel combustion engine when you have a Mr. Fusion on the back. Correct. And, and, and they can fly can fly 
until it gets hit by lightning and then that part gets, it, it, it will damaged. never fly so again I, like, they, also though i don't understand why they couldn't just have gone back to the the future and had another and you, you get it fixed it yeah fix yeah. It. yeah yeah that's what i that's the problem with time travel you, you, you can always answer a time travel problem with time travel that's right. that's that's the issue um but yeah this time when i was watching it, i was like oh yeah the fuel lines broke Oh, Mr. Fusion still works. Why on earth aren't they just using their time Stuffing. to just just patch patch Mr. Fusion into the wheels and just right. just give it some gas? Like hoses exist. Yeah. In 1885. Yeah. Do it up. Uh, if he can Do invent an ice machine, I'm confident he could have invented he could have somehow got the Mr. Fusion. Yeah. I don't understand how Mr. Fusion got power to work without the battery in the front of DeLorean or the combustion engine to put electricity through the alternator into the, like something has to power Mr. Fusion. It can't power itself. This all goes back to how does it all work? How does it all work? It doesn't make sense. Like that's my sense. It doesn't make sense. Mr. Zemeckis, we have a problem with you. Your flying car in the future movie does not make sense to us. Um, Please write in. Uh, Are we we on big questions? Yeah, yeah, we're on big questions. Uh, Big question. In terms of, we know Doc's family comes from money. We know Mm -hmm. that his family is wealthy and we know that Doc like spent away all of his family's wealth to invent the time machine. Mm-hmm. We also know that the doc of 1955 identifies that his family did not arrive in America until the early 1900s, mm-hmm. like around world war one. Yep. So when they, they couldn't find a relative of his in the past, correct. And they didn't, and, and they were called yep. the Vaughn Browns then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know like when he says, no, nope, that's definitely him in 1885 in the picture by himself by the clock tower. Um, and that's all it could be. And my iPod does, does, is Doc the Red Dragon? Does he create himself? Is he Ooh. an Ouroboros? Does, does Doc, is Doc actually stuck in a time loop? I think it's I think it's very likely. And what I mean by that is does Doc Brown from nineteen eighty five getting zapped back to eighteen eighty five? We know he uses his knowledge of the future to set himself up in the past. Mm-hmm. Amass all of this wealth and leave it to his own family to get them settled in America. Like where they never say where doc's wealth comes from. So I like it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's possible. I mean, he would have had to not been shot in the back over a matter of $80 and survived, um, long enough to make the money to, um, set up his family. I kind of like, I kind of like that. That's the reason the Von Browns moved to Hill Valley. That, was because they get like some sort of yeah brings some sort them of, to Hill Valley yeah yeah I kind of like that and by that logic then Doc would have had to have known that he winds up in 1885 the whole time because they would have always told stories of 
this benefactor mm-hmm. that that set them up, that got them started, yeah. where their wealth it's came from. It's not that long ago. It's only a hundred years ago. I hear I hear stories well, of, of my hundred year ago relatives and what they did. Uh, yeah, so exactly. I mean, you would you would you would hear about you it. You know, and there's there's photo up. documentation in the library that yeah. Doc could have gone and looked at the whole time. Yeah. But it also then asks the follow up question of is it time travel or like reality sliding? Yeah, that's that, that's that the movie itself is unclear on. It's unclear on probably intentionally because they knew we were going to be asking these questions yes. in 30 years. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of like the idea that he because I also kind of like the idea that like, um, you know, we don't know why I guess maybe we did in the original version, but we don't really know why Doc and Marty are. We have no idea connected in any yes. way. So I, I kind of like the idea that like 1950s Doc is like, well, I better like keep checking in on on George and um, I forget his mom's name. Lorraine. Lorraine. And then eventually, oh, Marty comes around. Then he's it like dawns on him like, oh, sh- yeah, that's right. I can't do this without Marty. I better. Right. The whole thing falls in. Like I cease to exist without Marty. Mm hmm. Like is it the whole thing? It's it's it. If it's reality sliding, then the movie doesn't work mm-hmm. because in 1985, Doc would have had knowledge of all of his adventures with Marty from 1955. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Once Marty goes back, and once Marty goes back to the future, to the, to the past, to the past, Doc now knows everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is and, alive and, and, because because Marty goes back, the events at the beginning of the only the only thing that is in like movie verse that doesn't jive is that Doc gets shot at the beginning of the movie and dies. Yeah, and we don't does. know that he dies. We just think no, that he don't. dies. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So Doc had knowledge of everything that was going to happen the whole time. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense. And that's why he's friends with Marty because he has the memory of meeting Marty in 1955. Oh, it's enough to it's it's enough to drive you mad. It is. <gasps> it is. Guys, we're unpacking it. We are. I I I loved how Marty. Um, you know that's so how heavy. he ended up. It's so heavy. I loved how that's how he he ended up beating um, Buford in the past was the same way that. Um, Doc ended up surviving the the terrorists. Yeah, yeah, this is a nice little. It is nice little yeah. full circle. Nice little full circle. All right, he speaking stood. of Marty, I got a I got a BQ for you. Why didn't Marty ever think to to leave the mall parking lot? He just leave goes back the... and forth, back and forth. yeah. After Doc gets shot, oh, he just keeps driving in circles. Oh, just, just keeps driving in circles around yeah. the mall. Just leave. Yeah. He, Maybe the DeLorean can't go amazingly fast, but they're like in a VW bus. Like you're gonna outpace them at some point. Uh, I th- I think he was like bobbing and weaving so that they couldn't mm. hit him. They eventually take out a bazooka, right? You want that miss whole time? That. If he just drove in a straight line, they they could have yeah. just you know easy target. So he was zigzagging. Think with, um, zigzagging with a name like Hill Valley, that there's enough elevation differences to really yeah. help you. If you were to like get off, he could have uh, hid behind the, the twin pines. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I love the little details like that. It's twin pines before he goes back in time. And then he knocks over a pine tree when he 
goes back in time, lone so pine. it's the lone pine. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. That's a nice little touch, guys. It you didn't makes have to me do really it. Really upset did. when like less complicated movies get things wrong like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. You got another BQ? I do. This one's kind of dark. Oh no. Um, so in the setup of the movie. When mm-hmm. we first meet Marty's family, they're mm-hmm. they're all they're like they're George and Lorraine have a loveless marriage. They're mm-hmm. unhappy. They are uh, they're not successful. Yep. Um, the his his brother and sister are uninspired. They have no future. They don't mm-hmm. have very good prospects. Uh, yep. None of true. none of them look alike. No, none of them do. None of them look alike. Um, in the, in the original timeline before the adventure starts, it's hard to say original timeline cause we've posited so many different things, but the history of the first movie before Marty changes things. Yep. Um, Marty. It doesn't. It doesn't play well. It, they posit a world. They never come out and say this, but they posit a reality in which Biff uh, raped Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Do the and the the only slight that Biff ever throws against Marty is that he's a loser, just like his dad. Yeah. Never says anything about the other two kids. No. Does the movie posit that Marty's siblings are Biff's kids? I mean, I see where you're going with this. And I it could, doesn't I could jive with the fact that they start vanishing. I, I definitely at least, yeah, it doesn't jive with that they start vanishing. I, I could definitely agree with that they're not George's kids right. because the McFly DNA is strong. Yes. Because other than George, every biological McFly right. looks like, like Marty. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Seamus does. Yes. Marty does. Marty Jr. does. Yes. And Marty Jr.'s sister does. Yes. They're all just Michael J. Fox. They are. So the fact that there is zero resemblance right. to Marty in both siblings is problematic. Yeah, you, you go, hmm. Yeah, it's it's. It, listen, I have no concrete evidence so, to, other than the photo, the photo fading. But all that means is that you know shouldn't have, and and that feels like a flub to me because Marty. Mm-hmm. If the siblings should vanish when Marty gets George and Lorraine together, Marty yeah. should vanish in, at, when Lorraine and George aren't together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, Marty should be fa- fading through the whole first act of the movie. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then yeah. once. When he goes back to the future, he should have different siblings. Yeah. If that's what they were positing, and I mean, mm-hmm. they, they do. I mean, they make the case that 
and Biff tries to like change it again in the past and and like kills George. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, it seemed to yeah, be what they were right. saying. That is to that me. is that is dark. Um, but it seemed uh, like an either or that Marty could save himself or his siblings, but not both. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if this movie were made today, that would that would definitely be the direction. Mm. That would be the big twist in where okay. you'd be like, oh, look at this. I was expecting a direct copy of what happened in the 85, but... Oh, no, no, no. What an interesting twist that we're going on. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm going to point to how strong the McFly genes are. Yes, they, they are. are powerful they are part the the uh, the lady i don't i like i don't understand why, why the daughter wasn't played by jennifer the actress right. played jennifer right basically the the fact that you have michael j fox play the daughter is all the evidence i Bonkers. need to say like the 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 mcfly uh lineage is a strong strong it, it it it's it's what's coming out that's what the kid's gonna be right it's, it, it's gonna be a fly yeah. <laughs> no mix of mom in this um so yeah i think that's that's the most damning evidence right there is the existence of uh his sister his sister in the future michelle j fox yes i don't remember what her name is all right i have one final big question okay in the original 1985, right? Yes. So we we know in the movie everything that's right and normal and untampered with through the memories of Marty because he is right. from the untampered with 1985. In the original 1985, that ravine is named after Clara. Uh, Clayton Ravine. Yes. How did she die in that ravine in the original unaltered timeline without Doc being there? Because it's it's the only reason she's on those horses that in the wagon that goes out of control and careens into the ravine is because Doc didn't pick her up at the train station. But if Doc was never there in the first place, someone else would have picked her up from the train station. Correct. So how did she die in the ravine? Because it, Doc is an Uroboros eating himself in a time loop. And there you go. That, that I feel like that's the evidence that Doc knew this was. Doc knows what's going to happen the whole time, which also I'm doesn't sure. make sense because that's Doc's future. Maybe but he's he, um, he can only know if the story is passed down. Maybe he's sporadically memory wiping himself. I don't. I don't know. But it. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I like if Doc doesn't go back in time she doesn't wind up reading into the ravine into the ravine and it being named after her and in the future when they get back it's eastwood ravine yes so we because know that Clint eastwood went off the side like marty went off the side of it and they thought he died yes with the with the uh yeah with the train like yes. they they blamed it so it was named after him but um oh i do love that line is this a is this a hold up yeah. this is a science experiment science experiment oh. Three has so many great lines. It's I love when movie. I I love when Marty is the one that says great Scott and Doc is the one that goes, I know it's heavy. Yeah. Like 
listen, it's it's like so easy, but it was so satisfying those yep. little turns. Anywho, um, yeah. So I guess my big question is just what, and it leads into yours is 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 Clara falling into that ravine like one of these Fixed almost points. impossible to change, or I guess someone falling in into the ravine 1885 has to fall, fall into, into the, the ravine. ravine and it's always clara except in this timeline where it's, they, it's believed or to be Martin. clint eastwood clint eastwood and calvin klein he plays so many characters he does yeah um I, I have i have another big question and i have two big questions um how how did doc and clara survive going over the side of the ravine because we we see the train crash. Yeah, yeah, the train crashes spectacularly. How then do they have the train as their time machine at the end of the the, the movie? It doesn't make sense. And I... even if even if you say like, oh, because they got to 88 miles per hour and the train got pulled into the future and they had a hover conversion done and all like the inertia of the train traveling through time doesn't go away by the mechanics of the DeLorean because it crashes into the movie theater in 1985. Like it carries as in its inertia with it. Yeah. Like the train would still crash wherever it wound up. And maybe I'm just, I'm missing something here, but I just always assumed it was just a different train. They just got. I a thought it was train. the same train. The we'll number, have to go the back number and on the, the en- numbers, the number on the engine, I believe, is the same. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check that because I just always just naturally assumed it was just a a new train. I I always assumed it's the same train. It's that train, but still, I don't. How did? I guess it posits that it, in order for it to work, I guess like, it would have to be a different train and Doc and Clara spend their time amassing a fortune enough well, to make, get a train. No, I guess somehow get pulled into whatever the time doesn't. I mean, they don't ever show a time vortex, but I guess like they went through on the hoverboard. I just they, thought they're not that with they, the train when it goes over. They, they no, like, so I just thought they went the I just thought they went back to town and lived their lives, told the story of Clint Eastwood who went off the, off the rails and then you know, you know, started having their their relationship and, and had Jules and Vern and made their money, bought a train, and turned it into a time machine. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's where it goes. How little, do they get the train to eighty eight miles per hour? And like, how does where does Doc get the the components to build? I mean, the time I mean, that's circuit? the like, that's how the big did, that's the big question. How did there he is. build another time machine? Why did he build another time machine? The whole point was that time travel was destructive and it had to be destroyed. Yeah, I, it really well, doesn't make li- sense. He has this little he has this little message at the end that you know your future isn't written in stone. You yeah, you're the one writing it blah 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 that's nice yeah i mean i think the biggest question of all is is you know you need plutonium to time travel and and, and, a, and a massive a massive amount of electricity right and and also 88 miles an hour yeah For, like one by the way one of the three things don't match match up here but <laughs> yeah so like the yeah the bigger question is like what did he extrapolate from there and was just like okay well listen I could get if I can get this puppy up to 80 
I can easily get the plutonium and I can easily make the time circuits. But the real trick is going to be getting this puppy up to 88 miles an hour. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Or he would have to know exactly when another lightning strike was about to occur. Which would only happen if his if his life cycle was in this in the cyclical loop. Right. Like you've like you've already established. I, I don't understand. I just don't understand the end, the setup of that. And then how they're able like and the whole animated series is the adventures of the Browns. Oh, I forgot to add a rant. The animated series <laughs> is God awful. I watched one episode it's so bad and it's so bad. There is nothing redeeming about that. It's really, I mean, yeah, it's just Doc yeah, I mean, and you, Jules and Vern and Clara traveling around in their train. I mean, in episode one, Marty's in it and Einstein is like a silly cartoon dog. Right. He talks and they, and they, uh, did he talk? Yes, he that? talks. I don't remember. Einstein they go talks. To, they go to um the civil war. Yeah. And it's just, and they meet, um, you know, they meet Biff's, you know, Confederate, like uh, which doesn't make great, sense because like 1885 like yeah yeah it would have just you, been you, biff's dad yeah so um or i'm sorry mad dog tannin's dad mad dog Tannen's or maybe dad, mad yeah. dog tannin it was it was it it's was not, not good. good it's not good it's not good um and i would recommend anyone out there who has never seen it to just avoid it um it adds nothing to the to the majesty that it's is not good. The, the cinematic universe and all of Doc's rules go right out the window. Oh, yeah. Wow, we'll just, Tampering galore. We'll do everything now. It's basically always. like if the Animaniacs were able to time travel. Yes, it is exactly as if, if the time, if the Animaniacs were able to time travel. That is exactly what it yeah. is. And that is not what I want to say. No, it's not, it's not good. It's not fun. It's not good. It's not fun. But guys, Back to the Future, the trilogy. Great. Is fun. So stick with that. Um, I have one final big question sketch. All right. Wrap it up for us. Is everything that happens after Marty is electrocuted and flung back from the amplifier? I wrote it in my notes. Jacob's ladder scenario. I wrote it in my notes. Is Shay's going to ask is (laughs) if this is all a Jacob? Did Marty die flying into that amplifier? Yes. Yes. That he did. And he will be missed. Okay. Um, there it is. There's your big. The whole bet. thing is a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Marty died yes. when he was flung back into the amplifier. It, he. Everything he survives in all three movies to me is at least I have. I have. I can. I can. Um, I can believe it. Right, right. I can sure. I, whatever they call you can it, rationalize it away. Yeah, yeah. That is the only thing that I'm like. This is cartoon level of violence. Yeah, that Marty should be dead. Yes, super dead. Super dead. <laughs> um. Okay. And so yes, yeah. I will say. I yes. think we're in agreement there. It really yeah. is the the whole thing is just a, a Marty's last moments. Yep. Before he hits the and just the mechanics of that doesn't work the amplifier he should have been propelled away from the amplifier not in not through the oh, amplifier yeah. through the yeah he is it doesn't make any I sense forgot about that um and i don't i don't understand uh you know it's audio like he's equipment sucked the way into you do the amplifier yeah like the sound vibrations leaving the amplifier should have like flung him out of the garage 
not I wonder, back into. I wonder what because it's almost like he's electrocuted, and not that he's hit do- by yes, sound waves. It is. It is very much like he's electrocuted. I wonder what Doc's big experiment was to make all the clocks exactly twenty five minutes late. There's a BQ for you. What just, was that about? Just like extreme level of douchebaggery. Yeah. Oh, this look at him. <laughs> I mean, that it really, brick. it it really does like strengthen the case for like Rick and Morty, like Back to the Future being some like weird offshoot of a Rick and Morty adventure, mm-hmm. in which like Rick is not quite as toolish and Marty is not quite as Morty is not quite as useless. Yeah. There you go. And that, guys, is Back to the Future. An amazing, amazing (laughs) trilogy. If I do say so myself, and I do. um, Yeah, watch it. Watch it. Yes, watch it. Gosh darn it. And don't watch the animated series. No, do not. I guess that brings us to... Shades of Sketch Recommendations. Shades, you got a good uh, good old wreck for us? I do. Today? I've been watching a lot of anime sketch. Um, oh, nice. Just stuff that I missed, stuff that's come out recently. Uh, there have been just like a, so many great shows that have come out in, like through pandemic. Um, and I'm going to wreck. I'm going to wreck. Um, Astra Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you can watch it on Hulu right now, and we've talked about before. I'm I'm usually the guy in the movie theater that people hate to sit next to because I see the turn coming. Um, yeah, of, no, of I can, story. yeah, I can, I will vouch for yes. that statement. Uh, yeah. Like, I think I strong agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't help it. It's my superpower. I hate that it's my superpower. Power, um, you say? Yeah, it's I interesting. Know interesting yes and uh and usually with an anime series like the turn either seals the deal for me or in the case of of made in abyss which i really enjoyed until they got to the turn um uh, or i'm all, i'm all out i'm either all in yeah. or all, all out of the turn this series um just very basic takes place in the not so distant future in which um interstellar travel is very possible um a group of high school kids class uh b5 goes on a trip to uh like a getaway camp team building exercise um an event occurs in which they get sucked through a black hole into outer space now i'm not giving too much away that's the first three minutes of of this show um and uh i'm at the edge of my seat saying oh shit how do they survive this yeah um and this is a series that is full of twists and turns. And one, when you think you understand the premise, they give you another twist and turn. And I I was just in for every twist and turn. And Sketch, I did not see any of the twists and turns coming. I just it just surprised the hell out of me. At- I will say that I um I started this show back. I had, a, I, had a, I had a kind of a chaotic uh, like winter, like midwinter, yeah. and so I like I fell off of so many of my things sure. that I was in the middle of. And uh, when you when you said to me, "Oh, have you have you heard of this show? Have I talked to you about the show before?" I was like, "Oh shit, that was when I started, and I really wanted to finish." So I'm glad you reminded me of it because yeah, 
Um, I really want to go back. I didn't stop watching it because I didn't like it. It's just life got in the way for right. a little bit. Right, right, now right. I have to go back and finish it. It's 12 episodes and I binged this thing in like two days and we'd get to the end of an episode and they, they set it up to make you think like there's one episode left and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm only on episode eight. And then like we get to episode 10 and I'm like, Oh man, like how this is where else can it possibly go? That's going to be the end. I'm like, Oh God, there's still two more episodes. And then at the end of the, the, the series, the it's, it's one season, 12 episodes. I was like, Oh, like, fuck, I want more episodes. I want more adventures with these people. Um, and so it's a nice self-contained show that leaves you wanting more that has a nice conclusion to it. And, um, I mean, goddamn, it just like Jeopardy consequence. It's not, it feels like a show that would have aired on Cartoon Network during Toonami back in like the late nineties, early aughts. Mm. And, um, but it's, it's not fan servicey in like a like a creepy gross way but it like plays into all of the best tropes with like you've got like your close your close range like Leroy Jenkins character you've got like your your geeky kind of shy character you've got like your character that you don't trust it's got like it, you've got kind of like your your goofy kind of not quite ditzy but just naive character it's got all of like the tropes of classic anime but it just think can't... of your think of your digi destined if you will. oh yes exactly it is very much your digi destined but like in an unfam you could absolutely see those characters like being like if they just jumped shows that's mm -hmm. a great that's a great comparison sketch um but they handle it in like such a, a really like authentic new way I was just really happy with it and I've been away like I haven't found a good anime that I've just been like oh that was so good or hasn't like devolved into some like, you know, tropey like harem reverse harem thing that you're like, eh, I'm out. Like it ceases to be about the show and it's just like one giant OVA. Um, I was, yeah, I was really happy with it and uh, can't say enough good things about it. Two thumbs up from Shades, uh, half, half thumb awesome up from face. Sketch. He'll let yeah, you know when he finishes I it. Finished it. But I got, yeah, I got to finish it. I so was it's, very intrigued. Uh, Astra Lost in Space. It's really fun. Yep currently catching up on dr stone season two so once like once i get caught up on that nice i'll uh, i'll switch and switch uh yeah over. i'm gonna have more uh anime recommendations because i've watched a lot of them lately and uh Very good. there have been a bunch that i've enjoyed but that one that one really stu stood out yeah yeah very good astro lost in space yeah very good uh, a, a an animated series that is not just not good to make up for back to the future if you watched an episode of it Oh yeah! Oh god! Don't, watch. Don't, don't 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 do, do an episode. Don't do it. Sketch. Okay. What do you got? I am going to break the laws of time and space, and I'm Ooh. going to recommend something I have not yet seen, but I have very high hopes for. Okay. Now, <laughs> as of as of the 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 release of this episode, I will have seen it. Okay. And so, if I have to, on the next midstream, it'll take it I'll, back. Or... I'll take it back if I have to. But I've recommended before that I like uh, the show on on Discovery called um, Expedition Unknown with with Josh Gates. Yes. He, he travels around the world, and um, you know he 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 visits different archaeological sites. And it's a little history show, but it's also a little adventure show. It's a little travel show. It's like all these things. He's also just a, he's a good personality 
Like he's a good TV personality. Yeah. He's good at like keeping a a search going. Yeah. And, keeping you you interested. Well, this upcoming Sunday, 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 which is Monster last Shark Sunday Road. for you yeah. guys who are listening live. Um, there is a brand new Josh Gates special on uh, on the Discovery Plus streaming service called Expedition Back to the Future. And what? in this episode, I'm just going to read it right from the uh, from the Discovery the Discovery page here. Josh teams up with the man behind Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, on an adventure of what? a lifetime. The duo will journey across the country in search of the iconic car from Back to the Future, DeLorean Time Machine. If they find it, they hope to donate it to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Um, along the way, the pair will be joined by DeLorean experts, collectors, Back to the Future superfans, and even some familiar faces. Wait. So they made... Um, Seven different DeLoreans yes. for for the uh, for the back to the Back to the Future films, and six of them are accounted for. But there is one that has kind of gone missing from hmm. pop, pop culture pop culture memorabilia. And which uh, one you know, is it? I don't I don't know as of now because I haven't seen the episode gotcha. yet. Um, I did see uh, the the primary one that they used like for all the close up shots and everything yeah. is in the Peterson Auto Museum yes. in in L A, which was really cool. Uh, so side recommendation to the Peterson Auto Museum, right? The hero the hero car that they used for all the close ups, yes, yep. is accounted for. I also know that the converted the the one that they used at the beginning of three that they mm-hmm. retrofit for like off road. Yeah, that is accounted for. That's in a private collection, but I I don't remember what show I was watching. It was like one of those shows where they like restore cars. Yeah. Um. And and they they did a resto on it. It's it's not actually a DeLorean. It's a Beetle with a DeLorean frame on top of oh, it, and it's a stick shift because they had to do like rally racing with it. Yeah. Um. And you can't shift it into fourth gear because the time circuit gets in the way. And Michael yeah. J. Fox actually <laughs> had to drive it, and they couldn't shift it into fourth. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's it it handles exactly like you see in the movie because it's a rally car underneath. It has like yeah. a crazy suspension. So that car is accounted it for. Like nuts. And then I know there's one at Universal Orlando, mm-hmm. one at Universal Hollywood. So that's one. That's four we've accounted for. So there are two more that they know that are out there. Yeah. So in this, uh, this is a four four part mini series, and uh, you know if it's like any of the other um, expedition Josh Gates shows I've seen, it's it's mainly going to be like a celebration of mm. the thing. So this yeah. will be a celebration of Back to the Future with a lot of uh, you know talking to the the stars and and mm-hmm. talking to super vans and and like DeLorean like experts experts and yeah. people who like restore these things. But uh, I also love the the idea that like if they find this thing, you know, obviously they have some sort of lead or something is already in the works or whatever, right. and they've just turned a show into it. But the fact that it's going to go to charity to Michael right. J., the Michael J. Fox charity, like just adds a whole little extra bow to the, hmm. the outside of it. I have high hopes. I I like what Josh Gates does. I, I I've seen the the trailer for it. It looks really funny. Christopher Lloyd is like all in in this thing. Um, yeah. And it just it looks like it's going to be like a real hoot that like any Back to the Future fan will will enjoy watching. So if you have Discovery Plus, it's a four part miniseries that comes out last Sunday, <laughs> next Sunday for or this upcoming Sunday for me on March 14th. March 14th. Expedition okay. 
Back to the Future. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, the, cool. the timing was so that's amazing. Just, like perfect. I did. It's we did also not like intend we that. had prior knowledge. It event. is. We're just living. We're living in a loop. Yep. We're living in a loop. It's the it's the sixth time we've we've recorded this episode. So shades, dare I ask? Even though we all know the answer to this one, is there anything from Back to the Future that you would like to take with you, perhaps for the Goku Garage? Well, see, this is interesting, sketch, because if you remember in Ready Ready Player One, I took the yeah. Ecto eighty eight, which is a yeah. DeLorean time oh, machine yeah. hover vehicle that. that is tricked out like kit and the ecto one yeah so i am gonna take oh boy here we go i am gonna take the back to the future delorean version two oh that runs on mr fusion you need that's key it that is key that's key because it Listen, I complained about it in the movie, but you need it. You, you need, need it for Fusion. real yeah. for real time travel. Yeah. Yeah. You need it. Um, that's very smart. Thank you. I am I am taking this time train because uh, as you as you know, I do happen to live near steam train tracks. You do. Uh astute listeners of this podcast have probably heard it before in, in the background. <laughs> we're uh, about to, we're about to come up on uh, steam train season. Yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Ollie, I know it well. So, uh, yeah, I think that the, the, the time train is just a nice, subtle souvenir to have yeah. from, from this, uh, from this thing. And I knew I wasn't going to get a DeLorean. So, uh, I'll settle for a time I'll train. I'll borrow one of the DeLoreans. And, you know, Do you think, oh, I bet like the coal shoe is a giant Mr. Fusion now that I think Maybe. about it. Yeah. Well, I'll tinker around with this thing and see yeah, what's up. See what's what? And choo choo machoo. That's what that's what we say in the future <laughs> of of uh, temporal steam locomotive. Sketch, make like a tree and split. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for joining us for our uh, our Back to the Future uh, extravaganza. And uh, sketch, thanks for carrying that one. Oh, did I care, guys? Did I carry that one? If you think I carried it, right into the show. Right into the show. Hero. But uh, no, Back to the Future is so fun. It is. I'm so happy we. I'm so happy we finally got to it. Me too. And uh, thanks for potting with me today, Sketch. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for potting with me, and thanks for potting with us, longtime listeners. Yeah. Thanks for continuing to uh, come on this adventure through time yeah. and space a- and reality with these pop culture archaeologists. Pop culture archaeologists. If we ever had to rename the show, I think that's it's the perfect yeah. renaming. But. Yeah. But but what we do is geeking out. We geek, we out. geek out, and we're not we're not always the 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 most gentle of archaeologists. No, I took a train, <laughs> <laughs> a time train. <laughs> it's not so, guys, on that train, note, it's a time train. It's a time train. No one will miss it. Uh, on the, oh, and in the cartoon, the DeLorean folds into a suitcase. Yeah, but it can't be carried because it's still, <laughs> it's still the, weight the weight of a DeLorean. Of a DeLorean. God damn it! Oh, don't watch it. Don't, just don't, don't watch do it. it. Don't Ugh. watch it. We warned you. And on that on note, that note, we'll see, we'll see you, you next time, time, guys. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting geeking out. Visit us at our website, shows.acast.com slash geeking out. 
you can email the show at gowithshadesandsketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative, LLC. All rights reserved, 2021. Yeah.